department. Fuck B, 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 B. You're now tuned into the Apartment 5B podcast, where we chop it up about hip-hop, R&B, sports, love, and life. Hosted by Kill. 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 What's good, what's good, what's good? You went to an apartment 5B podcast hosted by your man Kill. I got my squad with me in effect today. First time on the show. She chopped it up with me and Yao on the Off the Top podcast. First time with Apartment 5B. Tosh, what's going on, Miss? You know I'm outside. Regular shit, regular shit. I'm actually in the Bronx right now in my childhood bedroom. So I'm giving y'all all my authentic experience. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Right there. That's exactly <laughs> what we need to hear. My man Penny. What's going on, Penny? My brother. What's good, brother? What up, everybody? Good to be here. No doubt, no doubt. Good to have you. Yao G's, one of the cool. dopest, nicest MCs that I know walking the planet Earth. And I'm not just saying that because you're my man. It's actual facts. I don't even do that. So Yao G's, what's going on, good brother? Representing at another lane, premier spot for all kicks. All I, all right I do there. is uh, my people, you know what I'm saying? Another lane shot to Chad and Dana all day. Shout out to them. Nothing but love for them. Um, they made me a model. I was just about to say, Tosh, I see you on your modeling tip now in the park. <laughs> what's, what's good with that? Where did that happen from? Shout out to Yao. Shout out to Yao for the plug. We did that at the Rucker. Dope, yeah. dope, dope. Very dope, very dope. My man, Eddie, my brother, Eddie, from Brooklyn, NLA. What's going on, good brother? Yo, I'm good. I'm not in my childhood bedroom, but I'm in my child's bedroom. There you go, man. There you go. Now, here's the wild part, and I just realized this. I think it's when I get a lot of New Yorkers around me. You're from Brooklyn, but you're a Mets fan. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Mets fan, too, Eddie. I love you. And I'm from the Bronx. You're from the Bronx? How does, how does that happen? That's, that's crazy. I mean, you, you know what it is, though? And, and I can guess. It's, you know, depending how old you are, depending yeah. how old you are, like... The Mets were popping like the early to, to mid '80s, so like '86 we won the chip, right? And the Yankees were bad back then. You know what I mean? No, and, and 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 we had Doc Gooden, we had Daryl Strawberry, Howard Johnson, all them Keith Hernandez. Do, do y'all see why I always say with Apartment Five B, I like keeping smart people around me? <laughs> Gotcha. You see this knowledge that's being dropped? Because I, I don't keep up with baseball. I ain't gonna hold y'all. So I, I had no idea that there was a time where the Mets was more popping than the Yankees. Because you let somebody, you let the narrative is the Yankees been the shit since day one. So, uh, but since we're talking about the Yankees, we are today saluting to me the most important borough ever in New York City: the Bronx, the BX. Everything the Bronx is why Tasha's chopping it up with us. She's gonna be our tour guide for the day through the Bronx. Um, we're talking our top five MCs, top five albums, producers, slept on MCs. And there's some questions I have about the Bronx that I don't know the answers to. And I'm hoping with this brain trust I have right there, we can figure out what kind of went on 
But the first thing, here's the wild part about the Bronx to me. As, as you brought up a good point about age. Because when I was talking to one of my young boys, he was like, yo, how's the Bronx the most important borough? And I'm like, nigga, hip hop was born here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we could just start and stop with that right there. And to me, I don't care if no other MC ever came out the Bronx. That's the answer. After, yeah, like, that's the after war, like, that's it. Like, it's the, there is no, there's nothing without the Bronx. We don't have you know? Common without Melly Mel. We don't have none of this shit without it, the Bronx. Like, it's exactly, you it's know quiet. what I mean? <laughs> but I understood this point because post 90, the Bronx is quiet. It's like you know the Mets. It's literally like the Mets. Exactly. And I got and I gotta figure out why. That's one of the things we're gonna try and figure out. But yo, tell me this. You know, Tosh, you're from the Bronx. When did you realize you're from the birthplace of hip hop? Like when did that come together? What age did that get <laughs> for you? When did you realize like I don't think I ever not knew because right, because I grew up in the video music box era. So like we ran home from school to go watch Video Music Box. Like the same people that I could see rapping on like the basketball courts at the tournaments. My father was a ball player. Like my whole family's ball players. So I was at every tournament all the time. So the same people I would see rapping at the game, I would see getting interviewed, you know, or I see they little, you know, they little show or whatever on Video Music Box. I don't think I ever not knew. Um, I think, you know, as I got older and learned more about music, I had just a better understanding of just how pivotal their role was. But I don't think I like I ever existed in a space where I didn't know that. But for the Bronx, this rap shit wouldn't be going on. Right, right, right. That's dope. I feel you. I feel you. For me, the first time I put the two things together was Curtis Blow's 12 inch AJ Scratch. And he sets it off. And we always talk about how an MC sets his rhymes off. And Curtis starts it off with up in the Bronx where the people are fresh. That's all I had to hear. You know what I mean? There was one DJ that had to pass the test. He's down by long. Now he's ready to play. That's right. Charles' name is AJ. You know what I mean? And so for me, and this had to be 83. I'm nine. I'm a shorty. You know what I mean? But the whole premise was, yo, I want to be fresh. Where are the people fresh at? In the Bronx. You know, so it's for me, it was up in the Bronx where the people are fresh. Like, that's the first time it connected. To me, it kind of was solidified a little bit more with Beach Street, you know, which is my, one of my top five oh, favorite yeah, movies ever. Like, not just any genre ever is Beach Street. I love that movie. I probably watched that movie more than I watched any film I'm, ever. I'm in ashamed to say, I'm ashamed to say that I probably like rapping a little more than I like Beach Street because rapping is because rapping is high key trash. But <laughs> no, it, <laughs> it is. Trash, it is. But it I is. fuck with it. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I do fuck with it. I think it's because I used I watched it so much with my little sister at the time because she was really into it, and right. then it just it just became a thing for me. But only like a smidget. Only All like right. a smidget. Nobody shooting right. like that much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for me, B Street was like, that was it. I wanted to be Lee. By now, it's 84. I'm 10 years old. I wanted to be Lee. I wanted to grow sideburns like Lee. Everything I wanted to do, I wanted to be Lee. And that part where they find the, my, the boy in the basement, he's like, yo, I came to New York. And they're like, this ain't New York City. This is the Bronx. This is the Bronx. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was like, that was it. And then the third, the icing on the cake, BDP South Bronx. I mean, that was just it, right? Yep. Like, that was the, the eclipse of when you knew 
the Bronx was the shit right there. It was with BDP South Bronx. I spent every summer in Brooklyn, and I'm in Brooklyn screaming the South Bronx like I was in. The You're South a good Bronx. man, a good man. Hey, <laughs> just that, 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 and that—that's my thing. Penny, what my about my mom is from Brooklyn? She doesn't. Oh, work? Yeah, but she—if you ask her, you She's ask her. Bronx? Yeah, she tell you, but she not. She from Brownsville. She hood. She's all. Yeah. This this from Brownsville. This now is making it makes sense, of, right? It makes making a lot of sense. There's a whole other Brownsville ain't even Brooklyn. Like you know how we just said the New York Bronx. Like, <laughs> Brownsville ain't even Brooklyn. Like that's right. a, a a mentality and a planet all to itself. Like, but but Kill, <laughs> you, have you ever met? And I hope you get the chance to meet the great Shazo, who is Ta- who is Tasha's mom, bruh. bruh. <laughs> What, hearing this right now, I'm actually getting chills. I can't wait till my wife wakes up to, to, to tell her. <laughs> it all makes sense. It all makes Yo. sense. It's like I said, it's a whole nother mentality. Mike Tyson, MOP, it's a whole nother world over there. Don't, don't even. That is her. Here, here's the wild thing. Here's the wild thing. We got to get back on topic. But the wild thing about Brownsville, MOP is the only hip hop group to never be dissed by anybody. Nobody. I wonder why. There's a reason. They, they, were, they were on Rockefeller. They were on. They was down with. Um. They've been down with so many. They was down with G Unit. Nobody. You have never heard a human oh, being try to think about problem. saying something bad about <laughs> twenty shots. Because yeah. first of all, they're dead nice. They will smoke you on. A, on it will smoke you. And, yeah, and, you, and once you add the Brownsville component of it, as far as who they're linked up with, <laughs> who, like you just don't want to. That's yo. Like, like Charles Barkley be saying, some people you just don't want to fuck with. Like, <laughs> them over there. Like, let them be over there. You know what I mean? Right. And just be nice. Be cordial when you see them. Yeah, so SMOP, Brownsville. <laughs> Penny, what about you? When did you put two and two together with the Bronx? Now, you're from LA. You live in New York now. When did you put the two together? Um. Well, growing up in LA, so to me, I think the first thing, obviously, was graffiti. Well, obviously, you know this because I was a writer for many and that was the first thing that I, I mean other than dancing you know b-boying that was the first thing that I was really into and you know you said beach street wild style and style wars, style wars those, yeah. those three movies I mean almost entirely featured people from from the Bronx the writers the rappers the dancers DJs <clears throat> Rock steady, everybody. Um, Desi Des <laughs> with the forty-minute song, uh, K Slay in it. You know, um, to me it was a graffiti connection. But you know what? Something I put together later, but still, when I was a teen, was the Wild Style soundtrack. The the South Bronx, you know the the music to the interlude to the Genesis. So that that's yeah. and that and that's a South Bronx not only in title the song, but that's Casanova Fly rapping, um, Grandmaster Kaz. Yeah, one of the greatest yeah. soundtracks ever, right? There it that's, is. That's it right there. If you don't know about Wild Style, please 
Go watch, like I always say, like Fife said, not now, but right now. You got it. So what the number one? What's the first track? South South Bronx, uh, South Bronx uh, Subway. Nah, they got Military Cut, MC no. Bat, Basketball Throwdown, Fantastic Freaks at the Dixie, Subway Thing, Cold Crush Brothers at the Dixie. Yeah, yeah, man. So hearing those, hearing, watching those films, the soundtrack, and then of course, um, Criminal Minded. Comes down, it comes back to that, um, and critical beatdown. We gonna talk because, about all those ladies, bro. This is what yeah, I know. This, this is why I love the show because when certain albums I think of, it was like Penny. If we talk about critical beatdown, we gotta get you in here. Yeah, so it comes 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 to those albums, and you know, and forward DITC, etc. Mm, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, what about you, good brother? Uh, for me, I know I know you know I'm a, I'm a little younger than everybody in the group, so um, my hip hop experience kind of like I said, I, I caught it late because of a lot of things. Um, <clears throat> so not to not to go into that whole spiel, but <clears throat> I think um, my first real experience probably like 90, I said 97, 98. I think Tasha said it, it was like Peter Guns and Lord Lord Tariq. You know what I mean? So like when they set it on track, not not necessarily like I would always heard um, South Bronx by. By, uh, by Karis One, they, you know, they played on a mix show. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't escape New York City radio. They was playing that, that drum whenever, you know. But I was young, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't, it didn't resonate like that. But it was at a time when it was like, yo, going pun started getting on the scene. Deep cover was coming. We started hearing, hearing pun's name. Pun was on the deep the uh, beating us record, and then Lord Tariq and Peter Guns hit, hit us with the. If it wasn't for the Bronx rap, that probably wouldn't be going on. And that's when it all kind of connected. To me. You know what I mean, I was probably like 16, 17 and that for me, you'd always know that that's a very impressionable impressionable time for just being a teen also very impressionable as a teen in hip-hop you know what i mean that's when you really those are the those, those are the times when you really start to grasp hip-hop you really start to understand how to listen to rap and how to listen and you start to understand boroughs and neighborhoods and uh streets and avenues you're hearing all throughout the music you start to associate you starting to learn about different people's like experiences in their um their entire journey through hip-hop so that was when it was for me, like I said, 98, in particular, particularly with that song, because you literally couldn't go anywhere and not get it in your city. Like, how many said was playing it everywhere? BT and MTV playing a video. My only gripe with the video was they had they shot the video in Shea Stadium as opposed to Yankee Stadium. They couldn't get the permits. They couldn't get the permit. My whole block is in that video. Literally, my whole fucking block is in that video. So we and Peter went to the same boys and girls club, but niggas couldn't get the permits. Yankee Stadium wasn't with the shits. They were not. <laughs> I, those, those were Steinbrenner days too. They, they, they were yeah. Now tell me this, Tosh. How does that make you feel? Do they do they need to even do it in Shea Stadium, or do you do? It? I know, like for instance, with Philly, with Philly, we used to get mad all the time when the Boots wouldn't shoot their videos in Philly. You know what I mean? So I feel you. I feel you. But let me ask you this: Do we not all still love a Bronx Tale, even though they shot it in Astoria? I didn't fucking know that they shot that story until this year. I just found out it was shot Queen. I had no idea. Real ones knew and we weren't mad. The shit is a great movie. <laughs> we moved on. Like, the video you. wasn't gonna look any different if they shot it in Yankee Stadium to keep it a buck. Honestly, they could have shot that shit on the block or in Cortona. I mean, the thing about it is like the, the deep hip hop sports heads, you know, they 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 knew. I think the majority of people were just like into the song and the vibe of the video, yeah. so they might not have realized it at the time. But people who are into sports and into rap were like, "Yo, why couldn't shoot at the stadium?" But then you, you, you once you understand, like, <laughs> you know, 
and how New York City worked, and also like at the time, the Yankees were winning. You know what I mean? And, and to, to, to associate that with hip hop at the time, and you know, niggas talking all type of greasy shit on the record. I'm not sure yeah. if the Yankees were with it at the time, so I understood back then. But you know, right. never with that. Makes sense. Makes sense. Eddie, you're from Brooklyn. When did you put the two together yeah. of the Bronx and hip hop? Probably, I mean, I, I had pieces. I had pieces from the flicks, from the music. You know, my dad had records and stuff, but I think was um, the Criminal Minded record, you know, with, with South Bronx and The Bridge is Over. I think those two, you know, because, you know, the, the response to MC Shan, you know, um, for, for what he said about Queens or whatnot and how KRS one set him straight. You know, um, that, that put like no, no doubt about, you know, where hip hop started, you know, pretty much. So, all right. No doubt. No doubt. Tosh, we've talked about this before. I wonder if it's changed your top five MCs from the Bronx and why. Mm. So my top five. All right. So for one, not so much that it's changed but like having time to sit and really rank them like all of my favorites aren't like really popular like one of my favorite MCs is Frank Rams and he's not really well known but he's by far better than half the people with a deal right like if 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 it was on some like put him up against half these motherfuckers with a deal I put my money on Rams like my actual hard earned money I would I would back Rams and I wouldn't even fucking blink um other than that like i i still love you're like insane if you don't love fred um i ride for remy like i know her personally and i've only met her like twice <laughs> um who else um shit, hold on i know i wrote a list because it's i i just <laughs> you had me in my music bag real quick oh corey forget it I wish Corey could get out of his own way because he's incredibly fucking talented, but yeah. you know, he's his father's son. So, you know, right. yeah. if, if he can get in his way, he's going to get in his own way. Um, I know it depends on, you know, where you stand, whether or not you consider Slick Rick from the Bronx or from across the pond, but I don't really think there's a debate on, right. on Rick. <laughs> For me, he's a Bronx head and, um, and just off of, you know, the fucking just just off of shit I've seen like with my own two eyes alone, he was always gonna be in my tops. Um, I like Dragon. I wish I wish we had gotten more from him. I feel like there was some untapped talent there. Um, I mad recently, like right before X died, I like launched the investigation. Like, yo, where's Dragon? <laughs> like, yo, where's man, I can't keep him on, but he was on IG a while ago spitting some shit. Like, I mean, right, drag's like, still nice, bro. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I just, I felt like, yo, we we deserve, like, I thought we were going to get so much more from him, and, and then we didn't. Like, if ever there's somebody that I feel like from my borough that really just, we should have got more from is, is definitely Dragon. Um, and and that's, that's probably it, really. All right, all right, all right. All right, for me at number oh, five, I got... Grizzly. Hold the fuck on, because that shit Grizzly did with my motherfucking yell, that is one of my favorite tracks, period. And I play that shit all the time. So we're going to give my man <laughs> Grizzly bro his fucking douche. Shout out to Grizzly period. bro. Big shout out to Grizzly bro. Big right. shout out. Now I'm done. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. 
My number five is, is courtesy of Yao. Me and Yao go back and forth all the time. He calls Guru trash. I think it's insanity on so many different levels. And one time, this is like Thanksgiving three years ago, and we're at Apartment 5B, and he's like, yo, I can name 150 rappers better than Google. And I'm like, yo, stop. Come on, bro, stop. This nigga literally named 150 rappers better than Google. And I'm looking at the list, and I'm like, Fred the Godson? Who the fuck is Fred the Godson? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, yo, he's nice. I'm like, bro, his name is Fred the Godson? Are you joking with me? And yo, I, I press play, and yo, I've been a fan ever fucking since. R.I.P. Fred the Godson. He's Rest one of the Houston Fred the God, Gordo. Rest in peace to Gordo. Yo, let me I, for people out there watching. Fred is a problem, especially me as a as an MC lover. One of my favorite things is quotables. Times that you constantly gotta rewind. You are always, you are not gonna listen to a Fred Bar and not rewind at least minimum five times. You're gonna rewind. Like, yo, what did he just say? Like, oh yeah, what was the joint he got when he said um something ESPN? You, I got oh, your girl squirting in the Lexi in the ESPN. I got your girl squirting in the Lex in the ESPN. Come on, bro. Like sneaks. You know. And I tell people this, it's a blessing. People have been sharing this with me on the timeline that people take notes during this show. It's incredible. That's what I want this to be, an educational environment. Fred the Godson, just YouTube, Fred the Godson, Funk Flex. Just listen to that. And there are so many, I mean, I must have, I'm in the, in the kitchen calling T, come here, listen to this. Naomi, come downstairs right now and listen <laughs> to what this nigga is saying. This fool just said, Michelle, there won't be no Michelles. He said something like Beyonce and Kelly and there won't be no Michelle. Michelle yeah, yep. it's just, it's literally too many bars. Fred is a monster. God bless the dead. That's my number five. Number four is Lord Finesse, D-I-T-C, one of the dopest lyricists in my opinion. Number three is Big Pun. And the thing about Pun is I was never a Big Pun fan, but... I'm one of the few people on the planet Earth who I don't have to be a fan of you to give you your props and say that you're dope. It's like got nothing to do with it. And again, it's not that I thought he was whack, but extremely dope. I just wasn't a big fan. Number two is Slick Rick. Like you said, Tosh, to me, he's from the Bronx. Um, one of the greatest debut albums ever with the greatest storytelling. I never understood why people didn't even feel the rules back. I like this album too. I mean, I had no beef with it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And then number one, KRS-One, like I've always said, BDP's Criminal Minded may literally be the album I played the most out of any album of any genre throughout my whole life. So that's KRS. Penny, what about you? Who are your top five MCs from the boogie down? So that's a wrinkle. I didn't have uh, Rick down from, from the BX. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. To me, it is that okay? I mean, I, I, I might have to change this list. So, uh, hey, that okay. what you gotta do, bro. I mean, who'd you have though? Who'd you have? Chris, right on top. Mm -hmm. Uh, no question about it. I mean, to, the way I did this, and yeah, I don't really, I'm not gonna have to say something after each one, maybe the last one. I just, I got a list, right? I got about 50 MCs down in my, in my, my personal GOAT list. And I just went down that list and picked up the you know cats from the from the BX, and you know, uh, except except the last one, and I'll explain. So Chris, Pun, Cool Keith, mm. without question. Yeah, a lot of most... OG. Y'all OGs love Cool Keith, man. I know yeah. that, yo. Yo, we we go we go go into that when we talk about albums, y'all. We'll like, talk about yo, it. I'm dead we'll ass. talk about it. Yeah. 
yeah i mean you know you know he's the first futuristic alien i understand that it's not for everybody <laughs> um what i had keith okay and then finesse for sure um and last to me i'm gonna put grandmaster kaz because because I, I, I mean, actually, actually and, and just so people know put a pin in that real quick people know that there's a section of this where i'm just paying respect to people from the bronx you know what i mean Cass was just a little bit before my time you know what i mean so that's the only reason why he's not on my list but please yeah, break it down. this is why i'm going to explain it because he's before my time too i mean with the exception of you know the soundtrack we talked about um right. uh fresh wild flying bold um uh, coke Coke Rush was I, I man I remember that record um so yeah it was before my time I had to go back to the you know, to those freestyles on YouTube when I first, man but to me just there's one song that I mean we don't bring it up like that but I mean if you really want to talk about from the beginning of hip-hop and what's known rappers delight is a Casanova fly song that's his song he wrote it Right. So I mean, if you want to talk about the first fucking rap song that most motherfuckers heard, that's this dude. And I, I mean, I'll just say this: we commemorate inventors that invent dope shit all the time, right? And forever, uh, it could be one thing that they invented, or you know, the great ones, and we do it properly. But I don't think we really do that in hip hop. And to yeah. me, I view it in this way, and that's what, and it's something that I apply um when i'm you know personally ranking an mc right i also look at the peaks that they reached right and the environment that they did it in because that means something you know that's fair right yo because i just said this the other day about kane the peaks that he reached to me i mean it's it's like everest cat's still dying climbing that with all the technology that you have. That's to me, Kane Peaks stand, right? Yeah. So the peaks that Casanova Fly reached, I mean, I didn't even know that that was his song. And I was saying every word to it, just like a million other people. So I'm putting him on, on the last list. My honorable mention is OC though. Ooh, that's Yo, I'm so fucking confused. Where the fuck is OC from? Cause he's, he's on Brooklyn Dodgers. He's DJ. He, right. he, he shouts out Queens. Now he's not from the Bronx. I I did not know OC to be from the Bronx. I, I listen. I, yeah, I'm almost throwing you on my Bronx experience. So my mistake. Learn yeah, me yeah, yeah. And, and, and my fault, Penny. The only reason why I say is because niggas from Queens be claiming OC. People from Brooklyn be claiming right. OC. Like, yo, yo, this could be this could be a DITC DITC thing that I'm that I'm he doing in my mind. Like I don't think DITC was even really about the borough. The, 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 I mean, the only exception, the only exception was Big L. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but I didn't know he wasn't from the Bronx. I, I stand yeah. corrected, right. so forget my honorable mention. Nah, that's <laughs> all good. It's all good. Moving on. Well, it's funny because because like what Kill was saying, like when we did the Queen show, show someone mentioned OC, I believe. You know right. that one. OC is one of those people. I think no, he OC just is all borough. Like, what yeah, is OC up, just floats because <laughs> niggas, my niggas from Queens was like, yo, back in the nineties, he been in the Queens club screaming out Queens, and then Brooklyn dudes is like, nah, he on Crooklyn Dodgers. But I think that was the safe note. <laughs> right. 
Look, to be fair, man, I identify, man. I'm a dude from the Middle East. I grew up in LA, live in New York for 20 years. So I identify. Like, people don't know where the fuck I'm from. (laughs) But I think that's the thing. I think because even when O was on the show, I think he grew up in Brooklyn, but then he moved to Queens. And then he moved in next to Farrell and Prince Poe. And then that's how he got down with Fudge Pug. I don't know what my brain did on that one, man. It's all good, bro. There's some MCs who I, I, we all forget where they from. Yeah, what's your top five MCs? I'm interested in you being an MC. Yeah, I'm yeah, always yeah. intrigued what comes out of y'all's mouth of when course, it comes to breaking MCs. Um, my, my, my number one is Pun. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as you know how I feel about rappers and just the overall skill set. You know what I mean? And for Pun, um, also Pun also continued like, as far okay, we're just talking about lyrical skill and being able to flip words and say say words in pockets. I mean, there's not a lot of not a lot of people that are better than Pun at that. You know what I mean? Pun also had the full package as an MC. He could he could even he could he can hold melodies on records. He can he can he can if you want to go in the, in the booth and 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 just spit. He could do that. Um, about you want to rap about girls? He could do that. You know some gangster shit? He could do that. You want to do storytelling? He could do that. And also like fireworks is going back. Harlem is gonna <laughs> Harlem, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 they just, just gonna hold on. Just, just, <laughs> I mean, only on apartment five B. Only on apartment Only on apartment five B. You get live fireworks three days yeah. before the Fourth of July. I'm direct. Um, also, also, as far as pun is concerned, like pun also after Big Dot kind of carried on the um the big the big boy bravado swaggy rap he had it all you know what i mean like he could yeah. slick talk to chicks and also also like the puerto rican thing also was huge you know what i'm saying like he rep he rep hard hey. so I, I was always gonna pick number one number two is slick to me slick i tell kill all this time all this on i tell kill this all the time like when i before i'm like in my first album there was a couple albums i had to study before i decided to go do an actual project um it was rock campaign rock campaign before i had to go study I had to go study um um I studied Big's Life of Life of Death and I studied Slick because I wanted to learn how to tell tell stories. And I feel like the the adventures of uh, the Great Adventures of Slick Rick is one of the greatest albums I've ever heard in my life. Like I, I like when I was I literally played that for like three weeks straight in my car. I used to be coming into work, people were like, yo, what you playing this old school shit for? And I was like, yo, just stay with me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> If you're not banging with me right now, you're not banging with me. But I'm on this. I'm on this slick wave right now, and it's, it, it was speaking to me. A lot of the, a lot of the songs that Slick put on that album sound like they were made yesterday. If we're keeping it tall, you know what I mean. Like Children's Story sound like it was made yesterday. That shit still resonates. You know what I mean? To this day, 35, 40, 35 years later, whatever. Yeah. whatever. So, um, my number three is gonna be Joe. Tell me this, y'all. Before you move forward, what would you say is the nugget you took away from Slick Rick? What's the nugget you studying that? Would you take away from Rick? When you tell stories, you always got to revert back. Things in the that you said before, and make them okay. something like tell the whole story. Like um, I can't even get into it right now because I haven't thought of the bar. If you just listen to children's story and how the story keeps evolving, and you follow. You got to like you have to just you have to keep following the story. And it also just t- taught me to like trust the next line, trust the story, trust that it's gonna be there. Because it, it, if you just look in succession, like uh, though man, something who don't know the meaning of water, no soap. That's very vivid. You know what I mean? You got to give people pictures. You know what I mean? That's what I learned from Slick. You know what I mean? Like you, um, uh, what's the other lineup? 
forget the lines, but what it is is you have to be very vivid, and you also like when you're telling the story, revert back to things back in the story to get to like give it more oomph, and then get to your final. You know what I mean? I learned I learned a lot from, from that album, honestly. Um, what's the other song that I love on that album? Um, uh, the moment I feared. It was the moment I feared. Like that's another one. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like yo, there's so there's so, so many gems that you get. You know what I'm saying? So, and obviously, Hey Young World is, is gonna be forever. Forever and ever, forever and ever, one of the greatest rap songs of all time. Um, my number three is Fat Joe. I don't think I don't think we can talk about the Bronx without talking about Fat Joe. Uh, as far as like sustained longevity, um, I know he went down to Miami. He was doing his thing like that. When you, well, honestly, when you when you look at Joe, you, you, he's a he's a he's from the Bronx. You know what I mean? He, <laughs> he carries it all the time. Wherever he, wherever he's at, you know the way he speaks, the swag, the sneakers, like you. Joe is a Bronx nigga. Uh, I, 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 I fuck with Joe heavy. Also, I think Joe's also one of the most improved MCs over time as well. I think he got he got he got progressively nicer. And even now, like mm-hmm. the joint he got out right now um, with uh, Cool and Dre is the reef. Um, Who cares when it feels like crap? That shit is to me. That shit is an old school like rap vibe and, and joe still gives you that it's been, it's been 20 some odd years and joe putting giving us very 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 good records you know what i mean so i was always gonna give joe his credit for fred niggas can't tell me nothing about my boy gordo listen man look if you want to talk about lyrical skill set with wordplay with um even like just Pantamer, the way he the way he says his bars. Sometimes you leave some of the sometimes the way he leaves the space in between to give you like let you sit on the bar. Um, there's one bar that I love from Fred that's so crazy when he says, "Um, um, yeah, I'm nice. I concur with the mic, with the shot. I concur. <laughs> I concur, Steve Kerr, Mike, like." Bro, yeah. like, yo, he, yo, I'm telling you, bro, yo, I, I, Fred is a problem. problem. You know what I mean? I fuck with Fred Heavy. What's the, you, um, what's the project that I love from Fred? Um, God Level. The last one he put out. Yeah, God yeah. Level. God Level was God level crazy. God level. Tough. God Level was go crazy. Grab that if you can. You know what I mean? Like, go take a, take a listen to that. Yo, um, Fred and the Heat Makers was magic. Yeah. Out, man. I, it, it makes it, it got kind of upset because they, he was. I mean, they had a little team. I won't say a little team, but with, with Jim and Fred with the Heat Makers, it was it was getting into something. Also, bro, that summer in the city off the, off, the, off of El Capo. Also, um, Fred got the uh, the joint album, the Gorilla Glue album with Joel Ortiz, which is yeah, right, too. You yeah. know what I mean? So you know, um, rest in peace of Fred, man. I, I, I just hate losing. We lose our MC so so soon. You know what I mean? It's with. It's just very. I mean, just look. I'm, I'm out of the four I already named. Two of them are gone. You know what I mean? So it's it's, right. it's, 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 too, it's difficult sometimes. But you know, we we going we gonna keep Fred's name alive and keep banging banging his joints. Um, my number five is um, I, I, here's what I do. I always want to give you know my, my women my, my women MCs the credit. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go Remy. Even I I, I I could go Chris there. I put Chris as an honorable mention with my other boys as well. But I'm gonna go Remy because Remy. Listen, as far if we're, if we're talking about females in hip hop, there haven't been many be- that have been better her in her era. You know what I mean? Like, she's easily a top ten female MC of all time. Like, like I, I don't think I don't think she it's, I don't eats think the big chicken in her house. 
She does. Tosh, this is why we're here. This is yeah. why we're here. Because I was just about to say, before we talk about that. Remy as a female MC, we can just talk about it as an MC. As a fucking like, MC. We don't even have to talk about it as a female MC. Because when anybody brings up Papoose around me, I'm like, eh, he can't even eat the big piece of chicken in his own house. So. <laughs> If we're keeping it tall, like Remy, Remy, thing, what she's done in her career, even even her brother bounced back from jail. Because listen, bouncing back from a jail state and coming back in the music, <laughs> it's not. I, I'm just talking about just, just from any anything you take a long period of time away from. Like right. she, she, even I remember when she first came back, it was she just sounded so dated because she hadn't been in right. the mode of music but until until Nikki pissed her off, and that was all she needed. She got back in back, and that, <laughs> and, that, and that's sometimes. Sometimes you need a little push. So Sometimes you, you need to be shoved. Yeah, you know I mean, so I'm gonna give. You know I mean, you talk about you talk about Rick. It's the same thing that happened to Rick when Rick did that jail time. It's yep. a, like that. It's a hard mm-hmm. thing to bounce back from. It's mm-hmm. tough. It's tough. It's tough. Know, and Remy did that. You know what I mean? So, so right, my, 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 I got some honorable mentions. I'm, I'm gonna throw Chris in there because you got Chris in there. I'm gonna throw my man Grizzly Row in there because my man Grizzly Row is stupid nice. Another another dude I know named Dinner Row who's stupid nice. From the Bronx, uh, Axel Leon, go, go go check him out. He's stupid. He used to do a lot of songs with Fred too. And uh, I'm gonna say, listen, as for my for my young boy, I'm gonna give a boogie his credit, bro. Like I'm gonna give okay. a boogie. You know what I mean? Like he, he I like him. He I don't like do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna two step to that shit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? As far as young boys, he makes he makes really good like music, and it's not like it's stuff that I can listen to. I really yeah. like his last album, I mean, his first album, I should say. So. You know, right. well, those, are my, those are the ones I have. No doubt, no doubt. Eddie, who you got? Who your five, baby? All right, I'm uh, I'm gonna go top down. Uh, so uh, my number one spot got to be KRS One. I mean, I, I feel like you know, yes, you know, the pioneers that came before KRS, they literally put the Bronx on the map. But as far as like, you know, and MCing and and you know making a real big statement in hip hop, I feel like KRS One and BDP really put the Bronx on the map, you know, and and they had the anthem South Bronx, you know what I mean. So um, got to be and, yeah, and his the, name of the, crew, the name of the crew was Boogie Down Productions, like it was like yeah, the right. Boogie Down Bronx, like you know <laughs> exactly. you can't put, you can't put it on your back no better than that. Yeah, and you know. Um, I saw him one time um, ye- years ago when, when I was like in, in San Diego, a small club, um, you know, a, a, a group that my wife and I were managing at the time, they were opening up. And I didn't know KRS One was the headliner. And that show was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just hit after hit after hit. It's, he's one of them MCs, like, he could do a whole set, like, Everything's a banger. Every single thing he's gonna perform is is just absolutely crazy. Like you're going wild for it. So I mean, yeah, Karis one. Uh, my number two, it got to be Slick Rick. Um, you know, I, I I think with hip hop, you know, as far as like whether he's from London or, or the Bronx, I think you know uh, with with hip hop, it got to be like, you know, where where'd you get your start as an MC? You know, where'd you make your name? And he made his name in in the Bronx. Um, right. uh, yeah, I mean, just you know, renowned storyteller. You know, what I mean, a classic album. Um, you know, came back with with another very dope album. Um, in in the nineties, the art of storytelling. I always give him props for that because that's hard to do. 
you know especially yeah. a lot of MCs from that era I mean think about like when he first came out you know doing them you know uh singles with, with Dougie Fresh you know all that how much time passed before he dropped that art of storytelling album and you know have Raekwon and and uh Outkast on there and all that so that that was crazy um uh Big Pun is my number three um I think you know what I mean uh gotta represent my my fellow Boricua you know but um Yo, um, he, he was just dope. I mean, yeah, his, his career was cut short. Um, but I mean, skill wise, like, you know, it's, you, you can't knock him, man. You know, his, his, his skill rhyme, like, like, like y'all said, y'all said it best. You know, he, he basically like could get into any bag, you know, and, and be perfectly comfortable on it. Like, I, I wasn't a fan of that second album as much, you know, and, um, yeah. I think his, you know, his, his, I think, I think his health issues played a part. You know what I mean? No like question. you could tell, his, his, his breathing and stuff like that. His breath control was a very big part of who he was as an MC, and 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 I think that really affected him. So, you know what I mean? Um, number four, um, I'm going with Cool Keith. Um, you know, I'm 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 not as old as as, as Killing Penny, man, but. You know, when I heard that critical beatdown, I feel like critical beatdown alone puts him in there. Like, open, closed book. I like, gotta check this out, man. I have to yeah, check I'm this out. We're, we're about to go to critical beatdown in a minute. Me and Penny literally can get <laughs> yeah. you with the whole dissertation so, so, on the importance yeah. of critical beatdown. <laughs> so, so, so I'm not going to harp on it as much because I know they're going to go into it, but one of the most incredible uh, performance over a whole album display of them seeing i mean especially you 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 got to look at the year where that album came out and what he was doing incredible so um, you got to understand so the reason the reason why i laughed because literally my first experience with cool keith i saw him like he had a, it was a newer song when i was probably like right. i don't even like 13 14 some, somewhere like early teens and i was just like who is this nigga and then I, then I was like, the song was just like really, really, really weird to me. You know, I'm 13, 14 at this point. I'm listening yeah. to, to Jay and I'm listening to, you know, um, I'm listening to Wu. I'm listening to Ray Kwan out this time. I'm listening to Cellar Dwellers. And I'm like, who the fuck is cool fucking Keith? Like, get this nigga out of here. Like, I, I didn't like, you know, yeah. I, I couldn't fathom. I just couldn't understand it. And keep in mind, I'm not a big fan of cool Keith, like nah. the Dr. Octagon and the Black Elvis. Like, and I, and I, so, black, okay, so that is what it is. Black he, Elf. He had the fucking he had the right. wig. Right. But it goes back to what, what, what Eddie said. My love for Cool Keith is just all critical beat down and probably funk your head up to two ultra albums. Like, that's it. Like, right. I don't know anything else he's done because you're right. That was some weird shit to me. And it just wasn't for me. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people love it, but it just wasn't for me. It just didn't speak I'm so me. glad you said Black Elvis. I couldn't figure out what the look was, but that's yeah. interesting. I was like, the hair, little roll up, little. Oh man. Um, and then my my number five, uh, I gotta go with Fat Joe because uh, you know DITC Fat Joe, um, yo Don Cartagena, um, still one of my favorite albums. Like what him and Pun did on that album, like. Um, crazy crazy i mean fat joe had a hell of a run um you know i don't check for him as much anymore but you know i feel like he, he put in that work you know um 
So yeah, yeah, I gotta give him his flowers. And for my honorable mention, um, I, I didn't put him on my top five because they're a duo. And my honorable mention is Camp Low. Camp Low, let's get it! I can't I'm separate them, yo. I'm yo, not mad I, at that pick at all. I support That's that. I support very that. Dope. Yo. Hey, I, I, support Eddie, that. Very dope. Eddie, I swear to you. I swear to you. I was like, bro, I'll put Tim Low on this. Very I, support dope. That. Yeah. I don't want to put a duo. Yo. Right, right. I, I, I can't that. separate them, yo, because their chemistry right together is just this so incredible. It's a fun-like album to me. That's the one. That's the one. Easy. With the eyes closed. These dudes. That's great Yelp review. Oh, man. Don't talk to me about Uptown Saturday. Definitely yo. recommend. Great yo, oh, no, 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 real dope pick on that one, Ed. Like yeah, that, 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 from those MCs, if they're the same as the MCs you named, or what albums do you just love from the Bronx? All right, um, shamefully, and and I say shamefully just because a part of me knows this album isn't that great. <laughs> yeah, you know what she's gonna say? I don't know. I don't he know has no idea. He has no idea. Um, you know what? We'll just save that as an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we gotta wait now. Yeah, um, Capital Punishment, Fun's first album is a banger. It's not up for fucking discussion. I, it's a hill I'll fucking die on. Um, the compilation album that Terra Squad gave us, not Ooh. a first thing. Not a first thing. Okay. It's a fucking banger. That's Another a dope one. Yeah, that I'm willing to die on. Um, very obviously, like everybody else, criminal minded is really not like up for debate. Um, the great adventures of Strick, not up for debate. And even though everybody didn't love it as much as I did, I really did love the art of storytelling. I thought it was a bop, so I I know everybody didn't fuck with it. Um, but I did. What the slick rich joint? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that. I, I love that album. I like it. I like. I like. I like that. Yeah. I, I, feel, I, feel like, I, I, I feel like some I, y'all know I'm not making this up. Some people don't fuck nah. with it, but right, it, it was it was it was a thing for me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't remember what's on um, anything commercial that uh, this particular artist dropped, but like literally you can give me any Corey mixtape and i'm gonna put that shit in my top five and and that's on period um the, <laughs> the, the honorable mention i really did fuck with lord to get peter gunn's first album it wasn't fucking amazing but i got into a lot of arguments freshman year in college because motherfuckers like you only fuck with it because you know you know peter or you only fuck with it because you from the bronx i was like it's actually good though like it's not I a like bad this album. Shit. I thought it was solid. I thought it was solid. That's what happens a lot of times is if it doesn't live up to that first single. That, yeah. And to me, it's the it's the civilians who do that. And I call folk who aren't hip-hop heads, who don't love the culture, they're civilians. The civilians don't love it because it may not live up to the top billing of that song. Or the civilians may not love the artist storytelling because it wasn't the great adventures of Slick Rick. But you got to understand, I can't expect Rick to give me an album 
twenty some odd But this is the thing, and like, I, because I'm a huge Jay Z fan, I probably had this argument more than anybody in this room because I like am a Jay Z stan. Motherfuckers want you to be the same person you were, like when you came out. Why do I want? Right. I could have that album already. I don't need right. to hear that shit again. To quote Hova, Boyderus should be arrested. Keep it fucking moving. Like if you <laughs> in a different place in your life, your bar should be different. If you a grown ass man with a family and you still spitting to me about being in the club and holding your dick in the hallway, my God, I'm not gonna buy this album. I'm not. Because also, I'm not anymore. I've grown. I expect that yeah. the artist has grown. So if we're not growing, you know, tangentially. My money staying in my pocket, respectfully. Right. Nah. I figure I was just listening to King Disease. And I love when Nas says, play the clue tapes for old verses. You know what I mean? If that's play the clue tape for old verses. When Jay said, you want my old shit, buy my old album. The content is already there. Also, 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 like, also but for me, just make whatever you make. If you want to stay in that same bag, just, make just sure let it be you. dope. It's all I ask. You know what yeah. I mean? If, but, I mean but, a great but, uh, example, a great but, example is Pusha T. Push. Push. He's probably the best he's ever been. He's still selling the drugs though, so I don't think that he's not talking about relevant shit. <laughs> okay, even people with more variety. I'll give Tasha, I'll give you another example. Jim Jones. And Jim I don't really Jones. fuck with Jimmy. And I don't really fuck with Jimmy. Really but funny because I was literally listening to Nocturnal today just because I like that track with him, Meek, and Fred. But yeah. I don't really fuck with Jimmy the rapper. I'm really into Jimmy the personality. I'm not really into Jimmy the rapper. I haven't been for a long time. He, he, he wins the award for me, most improved rapper of all time. From I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't disagree. I don't think yeah. all time. All time is aggressive, all but time, definitely, I'm not sure. definitely improved. Severely I said improved. this on the timeline. And I got a lot of feedback that it's like, come on, kill. You know Jimmy ain't writing the bars. So is it most oh. improved rapper or ghost written rapper? Maybe That's it's most improved Jones. delivery. Maybe it's most improved delivery. I don't know. So, I don't okay. The reason why I say El Capo came out, I love El Capo. Yeah. <laughs> El Capo is crazy. That's the yeah. thing. So 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 let me so let me ask you this. In 2004. Did you think Jim Jones would be the best rapper in New York City at any point in life? Because no. he is. He is now. Did you move? He... Yeah, did you move? Listen. <laughs> did you move? Touche. 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 Let me let me let me let me go a little further. So as far Please as do. rappers who are, who are signed in the limelight, <laughs> I mean, he's he's put out better projects than Fab. I don't count the OGs because the OG like Jay and Nas are on a different different plateau. They're in their, their own lane. But as far as rappers, like he's better than Jada. He, he's put oh, out better products than Jada, no question, no question. I, I'll stand on it. And, and listen, we're keeping. And what I realized, and listen, this is not no, no slight of Jada. I realized on Jada's birthday that Jada Kiss is probably my like third or fourth favorite rapper of all time. I realized that because I, oh, I, I didn't realize, I didn't re, I didn't like as time as time went on I didn't realize how many bars and how many verses I knew word for word from from Kiss until his birthday and I ran through like a lot of his catalog and I was like I like I know the I was I went on a two mile run I was rapping these shits like I hadn't heard them in like years you know what I mean so like but but you feel like finished product Jim has put out a better has put out better no work question. no question yeah. about it. 
to me. No question about it. Okay. No question. And, uh, and, and the great I'll point is it's almost two totally different things because I, 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 I yeah, I'll take Styles over Jada because I think making a project, and yeah, I mean, you always talk about it, it's the difference between a playground yeah. and one nigga and yeah. a nigga who makes it in the league. You know what I mean? It's no knock on the and one niggas. These niggas can play. Yeah. But can you put that whole product, can you put all that talent together to go out here and, and, and win games? League? Yeah, and win, win games. games. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so so big difference. All right. Um, shit. I don't even know where do we leave off at. I I, I just we, uh, I heard, we, we we had we had albums right now. I think Tasha just did her album. I just gave y'all uh, my five, so I, I guess you right. were here. Um to me, I got uh again Slick Rick, Great Adventures, like everybody said, one of the greatest albums ever. Um, I'm going with DITC, Runaway Slave, Showbiz and AG, one of my favorite, mm. another one of my favorites. We're going to keep it with DITC with uh, Diamond D, uh, Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop. Love this album to death. People don't talk about this album enough. Another five mic album to me. Uh, we'll go with Criminal Minded, uh, top 10 fave hip hop album ever. But yo, it all starts and begins with this shit right here Ultra Magnetic, Critical beat down. This is how I met Penny because it was just, I don't think I've ever met anybody in 47 years of walking this earth who loves this album as much as me and Penny do. Now, Cool Keith literally is from the future. Bruh, the way he was rhyming on this album, nobody when people, and I get it, we gotta give it here's my problem with hip hop and sometimes music, and I don't know about any other culture, but with black music, I feel like there's only room for one. So it's like we just give it to Rakim. Rakim is the one MC who changed the whole game, and that's not the right narrative. Because KRS, when KRS was kicking on, criminal minded, nobody was rapping like that. What Cool Keith was doing on this, the, so yo, Penny, what is what is the joint? I got it like that. I want it like that. I have it like that. Nah, I sampled it for. Um, nah, sampled it. Yeah, it's like that. Okay, so cool. you whack MCs, MCs who go on the mic and blow on the mic and yo, nobody. There was not a human being on the planet Earth rapping like Cool Keith at this time when this dropped in '88. But the single started in '86. Funky. I mean, give the drummer some. Like the way he was rhyming was just futurist like and it wasn't a black elvis like futuristic nah. weirdo type shit it was futuristic yo crazy like this yo cool keep cool housing things there's so much stuff on this album yo, as an mc as an mc the way he was putting sentences together right it wasn't never done at the time right okay. yeah so, Carrie, I, I just downloaded it i'm i'm gonna tap in because yeah. it's, it's his own, it's like, you know listen me Killer, I always do this. When I tell Killer, like, yo, you got to go tap in, he tap in. Like, but this is what I would say. Now, this is why I started telling my young boys, listen to some other hip hop from that era first. Like, just don't tap in. Like, you can't come in from just listening to a new album that you can't come in from well, listening well, to J. Cole and then go straight into Ultra. I mean, I'm just saying. For me, you know, you know, I, I listen to Rock Him and I listen to Kane. Like, and I listen. All right, to, but I'm just saying. I, I, I'm I'm just saying with the era. Yeah. some other stuff around first. Yeah. Like, before you just dive in. Like the year was '88, it's kind of like throw in some other exactly. Sash, throw in some one DMC and play and play radio, and then and then play and then go into ultra, and then you'll be able to kind of get in that mindset of yo, this dude was really ahead of his fucking time. Like Penny, I tag off you, my partner. What's your top five? I know Critical's in there, so. Oh well, shit. We got the same five, man. Oh well, there you go. This why this is we got the same five. 
because I didn't like I said earlier, I wasn't I wasn't thinking right about about Rick. So I'm going to take my um, fifth and, and make that the honorable mention. It's criminal minded, critical beatdown, stump blunts and hip hop, runaway slave. And of course, great adventures. Honorable mention by all means necessary and returning to boom bap. I think I consider that a Bronx album. Um, one thing. OK, going back to going back to critical critical beatdown. Yeah, dude came out dissing one DMC in a song. Like unheard of. Unheard of. And his friends like, about that they know they know he, he said they run like babies. He, 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 he said they run no like babies until Penny told me. <laughs> they so used they to back and forth the same old rhythm that the baby can pick up and rhyme right with them. Dude. <laughs> and the beginning of that song is um, Peter Piper say what? <laughs> the hell, the child is prime. You know what else he said on that album? He like he took a little slight shot at Rock Him. He like yeah, he had a couple that. of bars and it just rhymed perfectly. And he said like fish, which ain't my which ain't my favorite dish. Mm. <laughs> And that's OD. Yeah, you no. are. He's wild. The dude was just growing at everybody, and nobody. But no, what it really was is like Ty said. That was the Bronx energy. It was like I'm yo, tell I you don't right now, Black Air Force Ones weren't invented in the Bronx. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> on a hot day with no AC. You need to fucking know that. You want to talk about footwear? Look, L.A., all right? L.A. This is off the second album. No, Papa Large was big, right? Papa Large. That was crazy. Papa Large was Man, crazy. Man, you had cats in L.A. with 40 Below's Tim's and the goggles and the welding goggles and shit. I swear Yo. to God, man, the dude... The dude touched off something. Not in the underground, but even wider. I think, to me... He laid a ground, not necessarily a tree, a tree that you can look down to, right? But he laid a ground for somebody like Doom. He mm, laid a ground yeah. for somebody to yeah, be yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want on this fucking record. I'm going to say yeah. whatever the fuck I want and whatever style I want because I think this shit is dope. Mm. And, you know, nobody was doing that. There was a certain cadence people were doing. You know, mm -hmm. Kane and G-Rap came and people were going real fast and mm -hmm. they try to emulate them. You had Special Ed coming and Slick Rick and you had some whimsical down. stuff. You you know, you had all that stuff. But you didn't really have that dude. And then right. De La comes, right? Yeah. When you look when you look at their debut, you know, this shit is out there. If you man, I swear to God, I don't remember the interview, but Paz talked about hearing critical uh, critical beatdown and how that shit blew their mind. You know, so I'm talking about the touched off people that we look at as the people yeah. who touched off other people that we admire. You know what I mean? It's a nucleus. And just the whole it. style. Yeah, like you said, Tosh, that's it's the nucleus of it. And like you said, Penny, great point because Doom is cut from that tree. If we really look at MCs, yeah. there's so many MCs that get cut from the tree of another MC, of it just being like, oh shit, Not I know I can rock life. like that. The tree of life is in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> I, I concur. I concur. Yeah, man. There's no hip hop without. And this is why I said, and we're going to go into why it's controversial when I talk about the Bronx being the most important borough because everybody's like Brooklyn. Nothing but... controversial about it. The city. Here's the thing. New York is an ethnicity. No, you know it's a nationality, and the borough is your ethnicity. Everybody clutches to their ethnicity. Mm. That's mm. it. They don't want to acknowledge anything else. So. 
even though we all know unequivocally, without the bronze, half these motherfuckers would be unemployed and dropping the fries at McDonald's where they barely have any of the gifts <laughs> off the wall as they're still gonna act like, yo, but Biggie, yo, but Nas, yo, but the woo. Cool, my guy. But without everything else that came, it's like they think they can build the fucking penthouse without building the basement. You can't. Yeah. You can't skip the steps. You need the foundation. And skip the steps. Nah, okay. nah, nah. nah, that again, this is why I need you, Tosh. This is why I need the Bronx Energy. Yeah, who's your top five albums? What's your top five albums? Great Adventures of Slippery is number one to me. <laughs> That thing, man. Everybody, boys like, and girls, everybody watching because I'm, we're blessed that we have viewers and I sometimes forget it's just not the five of us talking. You've heard it from everybody up here, Slick Rick. You know what you I mean? Gotta, You've you heard it from everybody. Like, you got to go do your homework on Slick Rick. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, just, and just to give people just a, just a over, like an overview, like, I'm younger than everybody else, so when like yeah, we're we're of age. When 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 <laughs> season when Great Adventure season, season came like out, that. I was like I was like seven, eight maybe. So I didn't even I didn't have to be, I haven't even li- I didn't even listen to it in full until I was like a grown ass adult, probably to like 27, 26, 27. So like you gotta understand when I listen to the album twenty years after it came out and for it to, for it to sound so timeless to me, like treat treat it like a prostitute is like the first record on the joint. The first one, it's like that's how you start. That's how you start this thing off. You're like, damn, that's aggressive, right? Right. You know what I mean? But like I said, for me, I've always been like, I've always loved storytelling, rap. Always loved just the poetic. Just I've always been intrigued by it. It's the reason why I do it. I always, I've always been intrigued by how you are able to stuff, tell a story in rhyme. Like line after line, and keep and keep the same theme going, or just or or even just keep the story going to make it to and, and a lot of these stories are just very relatable if you if you, if you listen to them. So yeah. I'm going great adventures. He writes, he writes a he writes like a screenwriter. He writes his raps are like a sitcom. Yeah. Like you and, and, visualize and, and, everything you're hearing, yeah. and that's what gives you a, and he gives you the vision. Yeah, I touched on this though. You're like he has a structure to the story. Yeah, you exactly, know, exactly. You know, when I was sitting on my lunch break, you know, then like exactly. you're on to the next thing, and then he's on here, and then the the middle of the story, and then you lead you right, oh, and yeah. then boom, you right at yeah. the end. Remember, it's so funny you say that. It's so funny you say that No, I'm saying it's 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 just like you said. It's like a script. It's almost yeah, like how like, you would ta- it's almost like how you were taught to write papers in in college and exactly in high school. It's like it's the intro. It it always starts off with you said you finished the pilot. Yeah, I just finished my first pilot. So when when y'all was talking about the way you write, the, yeah. So when y'all oh, we gotta talk offline. We gotta talk offline. <laughs> so when yeah. y'all was talking about the way you casting that this, album, huh? We gotta talk offline. Oh, okay. yeah, well, yeah, yo, Vinny's accomplished actor. Like, yo, we we gotta connect oh, the dots. We gotta that's connect the dots. We definitely gotta connect up, but when y'all was talking sure. about the way that album affected him 
you know, as a lyricist and just right. the way the story was presented and how it brings you back to this part of the script and how or back to this part of the bar and how it, you know, you can visualize it. I was like, this is exactly like a framed script. It's, it's exactly like a framed script, like yeah. faded. He, he introduces the characters. He sets the scene. He gives us the dialogue. He ties it, he ties it all back in. He wraps it up and fade out. Yeah, like he even like like and he, he always and he always like they always say like when you start out a story you always want to give people like wh what you're doing where or and when you know what I mean it's always and it's always like it's once in a, once upon a time not long ago like that right 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 automatically you're like okay, you know what I'm saying like right that's that that's that's what that's what that's what slick does you know what I mean like all through that album so I mean MCs if you I mean. I know y'all far removed, but if you want to do a history that lesson, is. it's a good <laughs> Um, number two is Capital Punishment. Um, one of the most well-rounded albums you'll ever, I think you'll ever you'll ever hear. Um, lyrics, uh, joints about girls. The singles were big. Let's not forget about that. Um, I don't want to be a player no more. Like I don't want to be a player no more. Is is a record that still gets played to this day. Um, shit, like, what's back, that joint with no one? Back, 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 the Super lyrical, lyrical with Lord, lyrical. Then you got, yeah. you got the joint with uh with Mob. Chris Fletcher. Um, yeah. Uh, back, I mean, even the interlude packing the Mac in the back of the act. Then the joint, the joint with Miss Jones. Uh, come back, come back, come back, come back to me. Woo! Listen, y'all don't know. Yeah, listen, y'all, It's a solid fucking album. Yeah, it was a dope album. Um, I'm always gonna give Corona Minor this credit just because of the OGs and actually a little known fact. My um my uncle was a. Uh, was a reggae artist in the like early '90s, and KRS was managing him for a little bit. So that's why I'm, I'm always, he was he was always, my uncle was always playing nine millimeter. Oh, bang, always like that was his shit. Always playing that shit in the crib. So I'm gonna give it up to that. Don Cartagena, Eddie, Eddie mentioned that earlier. Uh, that's my fourth album. Like Don Cartagena is one of my favorite albums. I'm a very well-rounded album. Um, Pun was all over in there. And he, he, listen. Like I said, Joe Joe's gonna give you a lot of a lot of raps, but he also gave you the features too. You know what I mean? Like Cuban Links and the Terror Squad album, they were he gave he gave them opportunity to shine on the album too, and they were and they and they, and they delivered too. So I go down and because Kill put the album cover up, I, I changed my fifth one. I'm going Uptown Saturday Night for my fifth one, bro. It's, 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 this is a no 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 order, but bro. I bang with that, that album. Keep it a buck. If if it's the second album I bought my own money, the first album I ever bought my own money was Red Man Money Waters. The second the second album was was Uptown Saturday Night. I remember. I, I mean, I, I damn near my CD my CD player was done at the six months playing album so much that ass. You know what I mean? Like, um, obviously the big single. You know what I mean? Lucini is gonna, is a record that's yo dog. If you watch the Phoenix Suns games, they play Lucini. Like two or three times every time. now to this day, like right now, you know what I mean. Lucini is one of the big, one of the greatest singers. Yo, I always tell people, if I'm with you and you don't get hype when Lucini come on you to face, right, I don't trust you. you. Like, I don't trust you. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice when that song come on. You don't have a choice. You gotta, you gotta rock with it. And and even even the history behind that beat, the fact that like Jay wanted it, and he, and, and, and Ski was like, nah, that's for. 
that's what can't low. Can you like, like just the Jay Z was like wanted to be, and he was like that. It could have been a whole different thing. And, and for me, I'm glad it didn't happen because I'm not sure the way the way camp floated on that shit. It, this shit was like tailor made for them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy as how as to how it turned out. It's one of it, it was that's also a very memorable hip hop like impressionable mem, impressionable memorable hip hop for me moment for me in hip hop because I was just like like I said 15, 16 you know it, it, it was one of the biggest songs on the radio at the time when we heard it it was on the, it was in the top 10 I was I was um, I was living in I was in, I was in boarding school at that time we used to listen to Power 99 they had the Power 9 at 9 or whatever it was and bro yeah. for like for like easy like 10 weeks it was always in like the top 3 every every week you know what I mean so yeah. that's my 5 hey what you got for your top 5 bro alright um I got to start with Criminal Minded, um, you know, just iconic. Um, Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Um, I feel like those two are right up there, but it should be uh, Critical Beatdown. I mean, yo, I don't have to belabor the point. Kill and Penny broke it down, yo. Like, crazy album. Um, Uptown Saturday Night. Y'all said it all about that album. Um, yo, that album just a vibe, man. And, yo, like, uh, Kichi Suede and Sonny Chiba, like they're they're back and forth, like incredible, absolutely. Um, and uh, I'm kind of back and forth, um, kind of back and forth for my last two, but you know, I, I I might go with Capital Punishment on this one. Um, like it's a little bit bloated to me, but um, yeah, just remembering, like I I like a lot on that album, like. Like it got a lot of skits and all that stuff. Like if it was Yeah, absolutely. If it was about like 15, 16 tracks, it would be perfect. Alright, no doubt. That was that era though. Remember everybody used to do interludes and skits. I mean Diddy was gonna give you a whole fucking telenovela on every album. Yeah. And that's that's some well yo, real quick though. Mm -hmm. Something that we haven't really I mean that Yao covered puns so well, but the comedy, man, the dude was so funny. This fucking guy, man. I mean, just the story. I mean, even when you hear Nori talk about stories, Mm -hmm. anybody telling stories about about pun, that's hysterical. Yeah. But the comedy in his writing is the stories of how much of how many. Guns this nigga owned. Like, yeah. yo, like, I'm just hearing the stories of this Allegedly. Allegedly. No, no, no. No, no, no. This is this Prodigy is the told it. Prodigy, the Prodigy story. Hold on, Tosh. Prodigy, Prodigy story is story about pun. He said, yo, they were meeting before a show, told Prodigy, come to the crib. Come chill with crib. Come, come come to the crib before we go to the show. Said he walked in the crib, there's about 20, 25 niggas in there. Everybody dressed in all black and punk cribs. Punch say, yo, P, nigga right next to you, he got a burn. That nigga over there, he got a burn. And went around the room and was like, yo, we all strapped. Like, Punch, he, he, like, he told, but he told P, let, let allegedly. me see your gun. Let me see, he said, P, he said, P, let me see your gun. <laughs> I forgot about that. And P talking about, oh, I left mine in the car. Yo, when Nori said, You know says, what? I'm not even going to talk about God bless the dead. I'm not even going to go. Real quick, though. Leave me alone, bro. Leave me alone. I'm going to leave him alone. I'm going to leave him alone. Real quick, though. Nori said, 
he went to visit him when he was in the fat farm, you know, when people go to like lose weight in a particular yeah. like uh and uh you made him take him to a fast food joint. KFC <laughs> Yo man, I'm, okay, I'll stop right there, but yeah, pun pun is pun is definitely a, a, a legend for me. Um, quick timeout on the play. Just want to give respect, Grandmaster Flash. You know what I mean? Yep. Cool Herc, cool. Africa Bam, the, the 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 three pillars of hip hop. Um, Fifteen Twenty Cedric Ave. You know the the first hip hop house party. You know what I mean? Um, Melly Mel, Cas, Cee Rock. It's yours. One of my favorite mm. songs of all time. R.I.P. Tim Dog, who was down with Ultra Magnetic, who had Fuck Compton. You know what I mean? And Penicillin on Wax. So, you know, and there's so many other funky four plus one more. It's just so much, so much of what, like Ty said, the foundation. You can't build the penthouse without the foundation. The Bronx is the foundation. I had, there's no way we could do a show when there's not somehow some way that we don't talk about Flash, Herc, Bam, what they did for the coach and everything like that. So just wanted to sloop them. Now, yo, it's been plenty of times on here when we try to figure shit out. Me and Penny were able to figure out why don't albums like Strictly Business, Ultra Max, Critical Beatdown, Business going off, why don't they get heralded as classic albums? From our conversation, we were able to figure out it's because we were living in the 12-inch era. So we were getting five and six 12 inches before the album even came out. So by the time the album came out, we damn near heard already 70, 80% of it. So that may be the reason. What happened with the Bronx post 90? Like, it was like the Bronx just took a break and just like Brooklyn every day out of it, it was always another MC. Turn on Rap City. Oh, Black Moon. Here Now we got Smith & Wesson. Now we got... You know, AZ and then with we Queen. Did them a favor. Like, I mean, we did them a favor. It's called fucking right, philanthropy. It's called philanthropy. <laughs> That's what happened. We took a break. We gave these bastards an opportunity. They we're well, glad they used it well. We're glad they used it well. Um, and that's that's what the fuck it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it. philanthropy. It's called well, goodwill. Yo, yeah, how did you meet Tosh, man? Yo, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the first time I met Tosh. So, so, so low-key, the first time I met Tosh, we, we didn't even speak like that. She came to my... Her, so me and Tosh go back because um, her best friend... I went to school with her best friend. And her her, her best friend's uh, fiancé is actually one of my best friends in the world as well. So so there's that. But I actually met her the first time. She came to Oswego. When I came to Oswego? She was standing by the computer in the union just being mad loud. I said, what's up? Kept it moving. I'm not even sure she remembers this. The next I time don't. I saw was was years later. Years later, um, we were at a barbecue at at, at, at the same park, but it, yeah. it wasn't it was a barbecue. But it was Mr. Queen's. Mr. Peter's barbecue, yes. Yeah. And mad jokes the whole day. I didn't know who she was, but I just said mad loud, mad jokes. It started raining, and she screams out, "Man down!" And just starts hooking it for the building. And I bust out laughing. I will never forget that. I was just like, yo, what is wrong with this girl? What's wrong with her? Man down, mad loud. And starts running to the building. I'm like, yo, who is this boy? Yo, <laughs> I'm just sitting here bucking off of philanthropy. In my life, I am actually a runner. So <laughs> Yeah, you are. You are. Start just booked it, ain't say nothing. Like, man, that I mean, it, it was a little downpour that came down. She was like, I'm man, just stuck on, yeah, I'm just still stuck on philanthropy, yeah, bro. <laughs> that's when this, this is how I'm like, where'd you even meet her? Philanthropy, bro. This is this is a, yeah. this is a regular occurrence. 
You, listen, or, you know the actually, daily, right? If she lived here, where she lived, we got. I have so many, so many stories. Listen, when I lived in New York, forget it. I got so many stories, yo. So many forget stories. Her mom, like I said, kill. You have to meet her mom. <laughs> it will make all the sense in the world. All right. Yeah. What do you think? Why do you think the BX just went silent for almost? 10 years. You know what? So, sometimes there's really, there's really no explanation behind it. It's kind of how the wave goes to me. I mean, um, I don't know. I, I can't. I mean, we had French. And also, I just feel like they might they might have fallen wayside of just the whole era going away from lyricism. You know what I mean? Because there's always, there's always been lyricists in the Bronx. But, like, the most notable rapper, you know, recently from the Bronx is probably, if we're saying French, Montana. And he's not, I mean, he's not really an MC to me like that. And then like a boogie, so I, I there's no I, I don't think there's necessarily an explanation for it. I think it's how, how it goes by the wayside because if you if you dig, dig deep, you can find the lyric the, the lyricists that are in the Bronx. Like I just mentioned, actually, right. my man S. De Niro is nice. Uh, Grizzly Road. There's plenty of rappers in the in, in the people Bronx. People don't even realize. People don't even give Corey his props. Like Corey, I think no, Corey's a monster. To, to, to y'all's point, like that's just like think about the, what the '90s was, right? The '90s was fucking Diddy niggas and fucking yeah. plastic suits and everything was flashy we had fucking hype williams with mad asses and blingy lights like it was get on trl it was it was really a lot of late 90s trying to to well i mean we we definitely had the late nights uncut but i mean like just mainstream shit a lot of rappers were trying to cross over and kind of kind of be pop and i'm not mad at nobody because that's where the bread was at but nobody was really trying to make you think with no fucking bars they were trying to give you some catchy shit some shit you could repeat some shit that the crowd could repeat some shit that the white kids and motherfucking lancaster pennsylvania who sneak out because they ain't really got no fucking electricity but they sneak out down the road to that one bar and they all watch shit like they wanted those motherfuckers to be able to rap the song get you know what i'm saying get into it remember rap is an aspiration fucking culture right like they want you to aspire to that shit. So rapping regular shit that we live in every day stopped being the bread and butter, and it started getting into this yo. Make these motherfuckers want to live my life. Okay, well I'm out in Miami with big booty bitches. I'm driving the fucking drop top backwards, fucking dancing in the fucking water with mermaids. You know all all that that shit that got super glamorized, and that's just not what Bronx rap has ever been. And, if you think about it, it still isn't. Like with the exception of French, and that's because that's the Diddy touch. Right, right. What you think, Eddie? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, honestly, like I, I think it's been like that for New York in general. If if I'm keeping it a hundred, like I think the the Bronx kind of got hit the most, or or, or or one of the most, you know, because. Um, you know, the, the boroughs are known for, for different things. And if you're the Bronx and you're known for lyricism and lyricism is not being as appreciated, you know, um, then yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think, you know, someone like Further Godson, who, you know, was, was still young, still up and coming, promising, like him being taken from us that early, like it, it, it really hurt. Cause I mean, I feel like he, he was just getting started. You know what I mean? Right. He's definitely just right. getting started. Right. What about you, Penny? Any thoughts on the Bronx not really put out as many MCs in the 90s? 
No, I tried thinking about it. Um, because it's true, you know. Yeah, I was trying to think like you have the whole pioneer era, right? Pretty much locked down. And you did have people who took up for those people. They fell in their right place. I think another thing people don't account for is how, I mean, Queens and Brooklyn are big places, like gigantic places. In a lot of neighborhoods that generate a lot of rappers. That's a that's a that's a fact for a lot that's of reasons. A great point. The volume. It, 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 yeah, even, I, I was just about to say that's a great point, Penny. How big? Like, what are the sizes? Like, is the Bronx? I think, the Bronx I think is the smallest borough. Way smaller. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the Bronx is small. It might be smaller than Staten Island if we're keeping. It's the smallest borough. It is the smallest borough. So, I, and Queens has the yeah. most people. And I think I think I think, and I think Brooklyn is the most uh, the biggest in like size as far as like just yeah. overall size. That's a great Brooklyn. point. Yeah, and 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 the Bronx too. Like getting to the Bronx, if if you're from Brooklyn or We're any of the other, it We're feels like you're going to the Boondocks. Yeah, it's like that's a trek. Yeah, yeah what like, got me thinking about that is you know Eddie, like come, growing up in L.A. L.A. People don't understand how big L.A. is. Right. It's right. Like. Yeah, it'd be immense. So I, I think I think I've I've already thought in in that line. Like when people try to talk about different rappers from different areas and stuff. Um, yeah, so I think that definitely has a lot to do with it, man. Just That's the plain geography point. and shit, and how many people is there? Right. So, because I mean, I want to say there there were, like I mentioned, DITC earlier. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not no, you know, they're early nineties, right? But definitely made their name and you know i'm gonna drop a name that maybe not a lot of people know but if they follow me i'm sure they've seen me post his his songs milano constantine is not from the bronx right but he works with showbiz all the time and he has they have an album together that just like that dropped earlier this year that's dope as hell and uh he's like the next DITC. I mean, even though he's been around for a long time, he's a he's an older dude. I think he's yo know, maybe around our age, even maybe maybe not that old, but you know, it's a, right? I know what you're saying. Um, so I think that definitely has to do with it. I mean, <clears throat> there were also- you know just ice. We can't forget about that. There were some people there other than Chris, you know. But Chris, to me, I mean, when we talk about what happened with Queens, it was all Chris. It was just him. Like, you yeah. know, you had the whole, you had different people from Juice Crew diss him. Not too many, but, you know, Poet, for example, or what have you. People not even from Juice Crew. But it was really just Chris. But the whole, when you try to think about who carried the torch, it's hard for me to really say after that. So I think I got to fall back on the size. And just the fact that they did kind of fall off as far as yeah. how many people come out as far as how you know many I mean? yeah. I've got as many as they used to but I, I think, think you know I think the other thing too is with something that y'all said about well really every something that everybody has said I'm just looking at this is that by the time that we're in the 90s it's now all about now labels know what they want from MCs so in the early 80s, they didn't know what they wanted. It was just like, yo, we're going to sign you, do what you do. By the 90s, they kind of knew. By we get into the mid-90s, late 90s, it was all about whatever was selling. So for a while, 
if Philly was selling. For a while, Philly couldn't 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 catch a break. I remember going to Morgan in '92, and in '92 in Philadelphia, the mindset was you can't get on here in Philly. You got to go to New York. By the time I graduated in '97, niggas from Baltimore was moving Philly to get on because it had now started. You saw, you know, um, Swiss came and got Cassidy. Then Major Figures got on. Then Jay came down and just signed all of Philadelphia. And then it was an Atlanta thing. And then when Bubba Sparks, when Eminem came out, then it was like, oh, we need a white guy. We had to get Bubba we Sparks. Need the white. Yeah. Right. So at the end of the day, I, that's a great point that everybody's making is that I just think, and Penny, your point too, back to DITC, they held down the Bronx. Because while everybody's talking, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, well, what was it with Listen, Brooklyn? Listen, I okay. love Ness. Ness is one of my favorite producers. DITC is a hill I will always fucking die on. Right. Oh, yo, right. just to piggyback on that and also giving props to the pioneers, somebody who I always hear about, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a fiend for the interviews from the, from the legends, right? So whether it's Diamond D or Showbiz and AG, everybody from DITC or Fat Joe talk about Jazzy J. Mm -hmm. That's where Diamond really honed his right. skills. When he was his record, when he was carrying yeah. records. Yeah. When he was in, you know, Masters of Ceremony. Right. Diamond D. But I mean, I think the DITC so is, 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 is big because I'm thinking, yo, with you figure back to Brooklyn, everybody's putting on somebody. Black Moon gets on, they put on Smith and Weston, they put on Helter Skelter, and now you got the boot camp click, the Wu-Tang. Everybody's putting on their crews. So truth be told, they had DITC. The Bronx was represented because they had DITC. The only people standing had was the Wu. You know, as far as it's well, fucking needed, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, y'all, 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 Snobby will tell you. I mean, Staten, um, no, no diss, but you know, they're not really counted in the boroughs. We don't count them I mean, yeah, yeah. respectfully, yeah. but we count right. the woo. So it's like the four boroughs, oh, semicolon, and woo, and woo. Right, <laughs> right. But I mean, even people because it felt like the Bronx got bypassed by the labels for upstate New York. Because now you're going to Yonkers. Because now you sign X. Now you got the, the lot. The thing with Yonkers and Mount Vernon is they just kind of always been the North Bronx to most people. Like no, I mean, it's right. It, it's right there. It's literally it's right really there. Was, like right I spent mad. I spent way too many of my YouTube hours in fucking slow on projects. I'm an adult now. I can say. It. I was outside, yo. Right. <laughs> I fucking heard the locks rap long before the locks had a fucking deal. Also, I knew DMX was crazy long before I knew who the fuck DMX was. I had never actually seen him, but whenever I would be around, motherfuckers would be like, yo, <laughs> long story short, niggas start moving, just start moving. Heard you. Right, <laughs> heard right, you. Right. Let's see. see. Right. So, I mean, and, and like, that whole, like that heavy D, like that whole Mount Vernon, like all that shit was just one. Like Uptown was just one thing. Like it was a long time before Harlem and the Bronx considered themselves as Uptown as one unit. It was more so like the Bronx, Mount Vernon, Yonkers was one set. And then it was like Harlem. And then, you know what I'm saying? And then it was like right. the other boroughs and shit like that. It was a long time before Harlem and the Bronx really started fucking with each other on some where the uptown conglomerate type of shit. We used to right. fuck with each other. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if I get into an argument with somebody from Harlem today, I don't fuck with them. I'm gonna drag them. And then as long as it's, you know, somebody from the outside borough, then I got they back. They right. like my I know <laughs> It's the same thing. We be at Morgan State, niggas wouldn't speak to each other. We go to another school and we, we see each other. You go to Lincoln other, and you act and there's a problem. 
We good. We good. I want <laughs> you to know, send so. the food for a semester. I know the energy. <laughs> right. Right. So there you go. So truth be told, I mean, DITC, you got everybody, Buckwild, Showbiz, AG, Fat Joe, Lord Finesse, Fat Joe brings on puns. So truth be told, the Bronx was represented. You know what I'm saying? I think just there wasn't that one person. You know how when you look at Brooklyn, you see Jay or you see Big or you think Queens, you see Nas. I just don't think the BX had. Well, I guess they had pun. I, right, I and, 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 and Pong got taken too soon, you know what I mean? So soon. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. You didn't get to exactly. see that. Because it's com- right. I, think, I think what you're talking about is more so commercial success than anything else. Right. Because right. the talent was there, but they were just commercially much more successful. But right. if Pun if had lived longer, very clearly that trajectory right. would have been. There. Right. No, that's a great yeah. point. That's a great point. Um, all right, Snobby. What's Play that? tour guy. I come to the Bronx. My wife is from Harlem, 116th of St. Nick. I go up to the Bronx to check out one of your infamous barbecues that I got to get to because now I'm now I'm salty. Now I'm salty because I see Yal's face. I'm like, I'm not in NY this weekend. When we come up there, where am I going to go shopping? Where do you go get your kicks from? For everybody out there, this is not a sneaker head. This is a sneaker kind of sore. And oh, there's a difference. I was about to say, let the this people know. Does this difference between Wait, the two? Wait, really funny so, story, real quick, y'all. Tell a story about um, Adina questioning me. <laughs> so, um, Adina, shout out to Adina against it once again. Another lane, Here. shout out to me. Um, Adina calls me. She's like, "Yo, yeah, I'm doing this little piece on women with sneakers. Do you know any dope chicks with kicks?" And I was like, "Um." Yeah, sure. I I, 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 I I can reach out to somebody and see what's up. So I, I called Tosh. I said, yo, Tosh, my homegirl Dina wanna uh she's doing a shoot. Where you gonna be at in the city that I she's like, yo, I'll be in the city this week. I could probably do it so and so the time. I said, okay, cool. I was like, yo, so bring your like bring your joints, bring you bring some sneakers. You know, she was she was like, Yeah, who you talking to? And I was like, You right. Cool. Respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> so 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 then I called I called I called Dina. I'm like, oh Dina, like, yo, um Tosh is down to do it. I'm gonna give her information. Here's here's her IG page, so on and so forth. She said, "Cool." So I sent her certain information, and on Tasha's page, so Tasha has Tasha has her, her, her regular page. She has a lawyer page, and she also she's got a couple pages, and she also has like her sneaker page. So, but I sent her the one I, I'm familiar with, which is her regular page, right? So I sent her that, and she goes, uh, "Yeah, are you sure this is the girl? Because all I see is high heels." And I was like, "Yo, she has those two if you need. She's got everything. I promise you, she's got everything." And then, um, so fast, fast forward to the shoot. Um, <laughs> you know, T- Tasha walks in with a couple slappers. You know what I mean? A couple joints. She got some stupid dope ones on her feet, and she got those in her hand. Then it goes, "Yeah, I kind of questioned Yao on you, and I realized yeah, this is gonna be perfect." <laughs> it was like my bad, sis. I was like, my "Oh, we good." <laughs> and then being the, the text, she was like. So I just, I just, I think I just found a new, te- a new, a new drinking buddy. I was like, "Are y'all serious? You also ain't been that. in for two hours. Like all of a sudden, y'all want to, y'all want to get, get Listen, shots and get into the shits." <laughs> Yo, so um, all so that you to said- say, this is a sneaker connoisseur. <laughs> okay, so where, where, where will you send me to go get some kicks in the Bronx? Okay, so first thing you need to know is that shit ain't like it used to be, right? So we used right. to have like Jew Man on Simpson, mm-hmm. Jew Man on Burnside, Jew Man on Fordham. We ain't got none of that shit no more. Even a lot of like the Explain smaller to people parts. what Jew Man is. Explain to people what, 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 what. Jew Man is literally the Jewish man uh, the that Jew owns man, this right. <laughs> Literally, he's Jew Man. He, first of all, 
minorities didn't own shit. We barely own anything now. Jewish people own New York City. Like, they still own, you know, a lot of it. Um, and they own sneaker stores. And if you wanted to get some shit, that's where you went. Especially if you want to get them early, which is how I always got my sneakers. If you wanted to get them early, you didn't have to wait on, like, a VIM. Because back then, VIM had heat. Now VIM right. don't got shit, but um, you know you didn't have to you didn't have to wait for like a release date. You could just go to Jew Man and you gave him an extra fifty dollars to send him shit to you early, right? So we don't have none of that shit anymore. And even the smaller stores I've noticed um over the last couple of years, really they starting to get on some raffle shit too. And as much as it burns me because I don't like the raffle life, I understand because I've seen more than one fucking brawl in front of a Dr. J's in front of a Models, in front of a Foot Locker, and if we want to be fucking physically assaulting each other over sneakers, then I get it. I get why we've taken the precautions that we've taken, right? I'm not, I'm not aloof to why we have moved away from that. That being said, I know some people. Find yourself in the borough. I can take you to my man Jalo. There's a spot next door to Jalo on Tremont Avenue. They got shit. They always got shit. Low key, they're never out of shit. There's this store. It used to be called Jeans Plus. I don't know what they call the shit now, but it hasn't moved. They changed the name. They are right on the corner of East Tremont and Cortona. They always have shit. They get every fucking drop. It used to be where I went every Friday. But then, you know, you, you move on and, and abs dropped and you just start getting shit shipped to your house. But they still get shit in the store. So they still got everything. Also, if you, can't find beef and, if you can't find beef and broccolis for the right price, because motherfuckers is trying to rape you now on the beefs, which is just absurd. I, I mean, ridiculous. How Go much? In. Oh, they be, still, they be throwing like an extra 50 on everything. But I still get my beef and broccolis for under $100 because, you know, I got kid feet. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah but but I've gone to other places where they tried to hit me for like 150 Bruh, I wear six and a half. Fight me. Like, see me outside with these things. <laughs> 140 for uh beef and brock Timberlands? Yeah. That's bugged out. And kids size like that. It's, it's aggressive. So that's what I'm saying. They still carry them regular price. Actually, they carry the full line of Timberland, but it's the Bronx, so you probably can get those anywhere. <laughs> um... There's a store on Fordham that still carries everything. It's like right when you get past the concourse, I don't know the name of it. Honestly, I don't even think this shit has a name. If I'm keeping the stack with y'all, it's just there. <laughs> Real talk, it's just fucking there. And it's like once you come over the concourse, it's like across from the bank and it's just there. But they got everything in it, everything in it. And quiet is kept. If you catch the right person, they will sell you some shit early. They will see right. some shit early. I don't know who else is really moving anything like that in the Bronx anymore since shit has changed, but I mean, there's still some places. I mean, worst case scenario, y'all can holler at me. I charge a small fee, but I can commandeer your kicks. All right. No doubt. We kind of sore. All right. <laughs> I got to go somewhere to get my beard shaped up. Where, where, where oh, you cool? Supreme clientele. Yeah. No question. You're going to see Ron. Supreme yeah. clientele. Now, Extreme hey, be be advised. Now you're gonna be there all fucking day. You can't have anything else to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go, you go be in there. You go be in there all fucking. Yeah. But you will get a drink. You can buy some drinks. You can buy some shots. You can buy a television. You know what I mean? Or guys might walk in there, 
You know what I'm, I'm saying? Telling you, every, you never, every you never know what might happen. gets their hair cut there. DJ Jazzy Joyce gets yeah. her hair cut there. They take blood ink there. You'll probably be a guest on that episode, depending on the fucking day you walk now, in. Now, what's the name of this shop? What's the name of this shop? Supreme Clientele. It's in the Bronx. It's in the Bronx. is on East Tremont Avenue. It's, uh, I can't think of the number, but it's, it's right. I, it's I, the- I, I, I have a legendary legendary stories about waiting for Ron. I have it's a legendary. You, if, so if you, how was the longest you've ever waited for Ron? All yeah. day. <laughs> the, the the last the last time I went to Ron was was four years ago, and it was a goose chase. He told me to meet him. He told me meet me. Meet no, him. This ain't this ain't ATL. This ain't this ain't ATL joint like that. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. I know I know what episode you're talking about. It wasn't like that. Um, but he told me to meet him at the shop at 10 30. I get there 10 20. He gets me, he's like, Yo, I got to my grandfather somewhere. <laughs> I said, well, For real? All right. He said, I'll be there at 12. Yo, I look up, I fell asleep in the car. It's 1 15. He pull, he's pulling, he's pulling up to, to the spot. I'm, 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 you know, I went across the street, got a slice of pizza. I was chilling, you know what I mean? I'm in the car. I had the beats going. You know, I was, I, I was a little roasted. You know what I mean? Had the beats going. Goes off. I wake up. It's one fifteen. Well, I mean, yo, I mean, this, this is. This I'm is tell you something. When you got in there, when not you even got in there, bad people probably was like, <laughs> I was waiting, right? When you yo, got in there, I get there. I get there. I, I walk in. I walk in. He's like, yo, dude is walking in behind him. He's like, yo, I'm gonna I'm I'm cut him first. I'm gonna take care of you after. That's this nigga. But you know what I learned. You know how you get a cut quick? How? Come with my mother. Oh, no, no. That's, see? She's the only person that doesn't wait. Yeah, she never waits. It's the line. She never waits. waits. What is worth? Yeah, listen. I, your cut gonna be fresh. This is, this is, he has a, he has a dude who, who comes from Philadelphia every two weeks to get his haircut. Yeah. Wow. And you know, and listen, you know Philly. Yo, yo, I was about to say, who comes from Philly to the Bronx? Because Philly, It's, it's what it's Philly's what it's known for. Philly's known I for it. Ron's good. He's but this good. dude, this dude, this dude free, free, for like at least 10, 12 years. He comes to the Bronx every two weeks. Let's get it. All ahead. right. All right. So I got that. Where do I gotta eat? What spot do I can't leave the Bronx without Everywhere. getting there from where? <laughs> Everywhere. We got mad food, yo. We don't have anything else. <laughs> we have fucking food. Everywhere. If you want some Spanish food, go see my man Roy on Tremont and Cretona. Go to the Caridad under um the fucking Fordham train station on the four line. Cause that shit slap. That shit slap way different. Um if you want uh, some diner food, Roy Coach on Gun Hill, um Landon C in Riverdale, good pizza. Honestly, you could throw a dart at that shit. My preferences are Nick's. On 180th, um, Nick, last Nick's is good money. Yo, Nick's, Nick's is mad good money. Can, can uh, they just can they just nod in her head? She's like, mm-hmm, Nick's, yep, yeah. Nick's is good money. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's is good money. Uh, Nick's, uh, last pizzeria in Riverdale. Um, if you trying to get on some, you know, this Neil Wave shit everybody's on, Bronx Brewery is lit. <laughs> yes, uh, Gun Hill Brewery is also lit. Um, Bistro is a fucking pop for brunch. But yeah. you gotta be there early, or you gotta yeah. have a reservation. So, so, so bistro is a uh, it's a hip hop like brunch spot. It's, like they play it's like literally uh, like that's what it is. You know what I mean? It's like this. it's this. Yeah, with but, fucking but, chicken and waffles. 
it's like it's all it's like, they playing all nineties and eighties music in there, like but like don't you know I mean? And you and you eat, and you drinking and, and you brunch. You know me having a good old time, so it's definitely. But you a gotta get there early because it's a small spot and it is always packed. Like the last time I was there, we didn't even have enough seats and nobody gave a fuck. Niggas was like, "That's cool, just give me my plate." I don't even give a fuck because I'm not leaving. Like I'm committed to the fucking experience, <laughs> so I don't care. So uh, Bistro is a uh, definitely a spot. Um, Chinese food, believe it or not, my favorite Chinese restaurant in the Bronx is in Little Italy. It is on Arthur. It's on Arthur, and it's right on Arthur Avenue. It is amazing, and it's what? the only Chinese spot in Little Italy. So I'm pretty sure the triads right. and mob have really come together to give yeah. us everything we fucking need. Because we got great <laughs> Italian food down the block, great Chinese food right here. Like you can't fucking go wrong. Um, triad, right? Yo, that's, <laughs> that's real shit. Uh, what else we got? Oh, uh, you got it. Oh, the Yardies. Listen, if you want a good patty, you want a really good patty, you go to the patty shop. It's on 226 in White Plains. It's across the street from Granby's funeral home. You know how I found it? At one of many funerals. It's the Bronx. Let's not pretend, okay? Listen. Listen. That shit slaps, yo. It slaps when motherfuckers start doing that long-winded shit. Slide out the back pew, take it across the street. done, they're still going. You're now nourished, and you can enjoy oh. the this shit. You're wow. ready to go by the time you circle the body. Listen, I'm just giving you the keys to succeed up north. I'm giving you the keys. No. <laughs> Slide out the back pew when they get long winded. Slide Damn. out the back pew. Listen, listen that, that's not false. That's not false. Not, I've done it. I'm telling you, it saved my life on more than one occasion. But like, yeah. you really can't go wrong with a with a West yeah. Indian spot up uptown. Honestly, even the one right here by by Supreme, the one on Tremont, they're really good. I mean, on brand with West Indian spots, they don't ever have shit. But when they do, <laughs> it's fucking stellar. I, I actually really, really like them, and I didn't think I would. Tell me this, Sasha. How has gentrification hit the Bronx? Has me. it? Absolutely. Like, Are you kidding me? It's like a fucking billion dollars to live in the South Bronx, even though you can completely still get shot and stabbed in the South Bronx. They threw up this really nice green building. Um, I want to say now it's been up there maybe over a decade. It was like the first gentrified building that they put in the South Bronx. You can see it if you're on the two and the five train, like as you're coming out of Third Ave going into Jackson or vice versa. Um, and it's beautiful. It's got like greenery on the top. It's got a greenhouse. Um, it's got like all the solar shit. It's a lovely, lovely building, but it's an 80-20 building. So only 20% of that building is affordable housing and 80% of it is those bullshit income guidelines that New York City uses to basically price out anybody who doesn't live in the one percent right. of wall street so it's crazy and so they just slowly but surely gentrified like the hub even though once you get off the train at third avenue it is jam-packed with crackheads and dope fiends because all of the rehab centers are right there also it's fucking insane so gentrification is is on and popping they they definitely started doing my area um me and my mom were my mom's in construction and we were walking around like literally just two days ago 
pointing out all the brand new buildings that they've thrown up that they pretty much priced people out of and also didn't use union humor but that's a whole other thing because my mom is super union but uh, to the point yeah it's happening it's happening very swiftly um and it's only gonna run up the homeless numbers but you know i won't hop in my lawyer policy bag tonight <laughs> all right tell me this what is the first when when you think about the bronx what's the first thing that comes to mind for you me me right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm mad at that because from the first time i met you you screamed bronx like it everybody that knows me anybody that's ever met me literally if you ask them the bronx the first person that comes the first thing that comes out their mouth is yo my homegirl tasha well i feel the same way <laughs> right. yo, my homegirl tasha right now it's funny because like i said we've done all the boroughs and it was like i gotta do the bronx and the first thing i was like i gotta get snobby like it was the, it wasn't even People's a thought exhibit a. Like, yeah I, it was like i gotta get snobby on the show and that's why i reached out like yo you busy like I, I can't and if you were busy then we wouldn't have done this show about the bronx this week it just would have waited until your, your schedule freed up you know what i mean so i, I definitely that. feel that yeah what about you when you hear the bronx what do you think about What's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, my boys, man. So I mean, so I, I went to high school in um outside of Philly. I'll tell you this all the time. But when I when I got to college, the uh, majority of my friends are all from like from the Bronx, man. So I couldn't even escape it. You know what I mean? Like, um, three three of my really 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 four of my really 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 close friends from college are from the Bronx. So there's no that's the first thing I think. I'm just just hanging out with them on you know. Hanging out on Tremont and on Webster and in Gun Hill and Co-op City and going to Bashments and you know the Bronx has always been a yeah you know, I, I can't I can't tell a story about my life without talking about the Bronx and people from the Bronx so Bronx for my for me it's my friends you know what I mean like Tasha I mean how can you I mean if you're friends with Tasha and somebody <laughs> Tasha has to be one of the first things that come up I, I remember uh, we were in Ghana. And Tasha was coming to the crib, and you know the Ubers are a little funny, you know, as far as trying to get directions and stuff like that. So um, there's a gate to come to into the complex, and they let him off at the gate. And the dude asked Tasha, it was mad dark, 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 like it's like nine o'clock, pitch black, pitch black. And dude was like, "Yo, you gonna walk? Like you want me to help? You want to help you out? I'll, I'll walk you to where you're going." It's the dude at the gate, and Tasha kindly turns to him and says, "Sir, I'm good. I am from the Bronx." I mean, <laughs> yo, everywhere, me, everywhere she everywhere she goes, she's gonna let you know where she's from. No question about yo, it. To me, there's no. The I'm alright, yo. <laughs> and, and Tosh, the thing about that, and what's so dope about that, is because I feel the same way. If something happens with Philly, people like kill cheesesteaks, kill where I go, like Ben right. Simmons, kill. Like it's just certain <laughs> things that and there's no dope of feeling in that. Like if there's a fucked up haircut, people gonna be like kill. Which What's good with this haircut, right. you know? So definitely a dope feeling. Eddie, when you think of the Bronx, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Damn, man. Um, probably the music, to be honest. Like, all the years growing up in New York, I, I left when I was 18. I spend no time in the Bronx. I think the one time I was ever in the Bronx was because my mom used to take classes at, at a college in the Bronx. And driving with my dad to, to take her there that that was it um okay. you know like growing up in brooklyn it was always like yeah stay away from the bronx you don't want to get 
You know what I mean? You, you don't want to go to Bronx, you know, you're going to get your shit effed up. Like, right. just, just stay in your area and, like, chill. You know what I mean? So, nah, I, I never, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was a, a, a regret or not. I mean, I, you know, I didn't know nobody in the Bronx either, so I didn't really have a reason to be there. And, to me, um, the Bronx is like one of the places like in Philly, it's Germantown, like a Southwest. Like, yeah. if there's no reason Some to go there, why would you exactly. go there? You know, what, exactly. what is the point of going? Because when you get but robbed, the first question like that be like... But right. in New York, yeah, everybody exactly. was like, I didn't start going to Brooklyn until I went to high school in Bertram, and my high school was at the Brooklyn Bridge, so all of my friends were from Brooklyn. Before that, I wasn't really going past, like, 34th Street. Yeah. Like, right. for what? I had right. everything I need right. from 34th Street up. I don't know y'all motherfuckers. Right. I'm not going down there. And I we heard the same thing. Like, if you go to Brooklyn, exactly. fucking rob you, and they do. For the record, that is the truth. <laughs> You're going to get robbed. And it's like that on any block. Like, well, any block back then, like you don't just show up right. on people block unknown. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because even within Brooklyn, like the different neighborhoods, like and they know you're not from there. Like everyone, like carries themselves different. Got got a whole different uh, style. The, the styles are different. All that you know. So they they're gonna spot you. They they're gonna spot you. You don't belong there, and you're gonna get pressed. So yeah. Right. Nah. Right. Here, Penny, what about you? When you think about the Bronx, it's the first thing that comes to mind. Uh, even you know, like Eddie said, it would be the music. But like, if I was to like describe like the first initial thought, it would be like, you know, three or four images. You know, it would be like probably Cool Herc, Crazy Legs, and Case Two. I don't know. Right, right. And for me, it's just hip hop. When I think of the Bronx, I just think hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think my childhood, because even though I stayed in Brooklyn, I always wanted to go to the Bronx. You know what I mean? Like, that was it. Like, it was like, I want to go. Like, when I would go to Brooklyn every year, like first grade to eighth grade, it was get a subway map and circle places where I heard rappers talk about Farmers Boulevard with LL. You know what I mean? Hollis would run, you know, South Bronx. And, I will be like, where you want to go, Statue of Liberty? I'm like, nah, nigga, I want to go to South Bronx. <laughs> I want to go wherever, where, where they shoot B Street at. That's where I want to go. Where the train station when Lee was battling. That that was my tourism of New York City, was taking yeah. to the Sabaros from Fat, from uh, Crush Group on All You Can Eat. Like, that's where I want to go um, and everything like that. Real quick, one of the series that I'm so excited that my daughter loves is called The Get Down. It's on Netflix. It talks about the history of hip hop in the Bronx, and I mean, she loves it. It warms my heart. She watches the Get Down the way I used to watch Beach Street. She can't get enough of it. So, for people who can't kind of piece things together, the Get Down an amazing show. Funny story: I live in Waldorf, Maryland. I'm in the barber shop one day, and I see somebody walk in. It looks like Chi Ali, fucking Chi Ali. I was gonna be like, no. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. That story never ends any other way. I have probably, obviously, because I'm from here, I've seen Charlie a million and one fucking times. But every fucking time, it started like, yo, that looked like, that is Charlie. It never ends any other way. I've heard this story from a million people. It always ends with, that is. And I'm just like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing in Waldorf, Maryland? Like, yo, what? No, I'm not in District Heights. I'm not in Silver Spring. I'm in Waldorf, Maryland. You know what I mean? Um, so just want to shout him out. He has a book out, Another Kind of Freedom. You know what I mean? That's all it's all about. Chia Lee has one of the stories that I've always been interested in, and I want to read this book. 
The only problem is the words are mad small. I'm like, bro, like I'm 47. Like I need a magnifying glass to read this book. But I've always wondered about him. How did he get down with the whole native tongues and after the whole shooting and jail and just everything like that and being on the run and America's Most Wanted and all that. So just wanted to shout him out. Right. Like that was you talk about some hip hop shit like this is, yo when nigga killed somebody and went on the run was literally on America's Most Wanted. Like, I remember seeing the episode and kind of like, oh shit, it's Chi Ali. Like, this is a crazy story. And I want to read this book. It's just the text is so damn small. But definitely want to shout him out. Yeah, you was about to say something? So I actually had, had Chi Ali's album uh, listed for my fifth one until Eddie, until until you had put up the uh, Uptown Saturday Night. Uh, right. Well, Eddie mentioned it and I think you had put uh, the album cover up. So Chi Ali is one of, one of the, you know, he one of the first rappers I ever I, I ever knew when I was younger. You know what I mean? Like I fuck with, I used to fuck with Chili Ali heavy back in the day. Yeah, yeah, joints. I mean, AJ, no, no, but nobody funky lemonade, the Road Runner lemonade, man. Yeah, there was yeah. some bangers. There was Pizza some bangers. Lace them on that album. Yeah. yeah. And 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 an Easter egg, man. I, I I love that little intro he did on the um, on the Black Sheep album. <laughs> Yeah, the funny it thing is, I always thought he was like kid. Dress's little brother because he looked just like Dress. Yeah. So I just always thought they were brothers or whatever. Um, yeah. Real quick, oh, you gonna say Penny? Yeah, about about the Bronx. I mean, I moved to New York in '04, right? But I came out here in like '96, I think. Or yeah, it must have been '96 or '97. And my boy moved after high school. He moved back. He was from White Plains, but he moved back. And was living in the Bronx. I came out, and we went to Fordham. And he took me to his CD dude, and we like he had the illest mixtapes. Man, I got—I mean, I don't know how many mixtapes I got from over there. And so Fordham Road hasn't come up, so I wanted to shout it out. It came up. I brought it up with the sneakers. Oh my bad, my bad. Yeah, nah, you good. You can never skip forward. I just wanted to shout it out. Yeah. I was like, something that you brought up, Penny. Something that you brought up that we didn't really touch on. Like, the fucking graffiti used to be amazing. Mm. Like, amazing. And I missed it for a long time. And so, very recently, I say, like, over the last probably five to seven years, they started allowing for murals again. And so like yesterday when I went on my run before I got rain on, I ran to two of my favorite murals. One is at uh, the Simpson train station on the two and the five. And it says, I love the Bronx. And it's got just like a bunch of Bronx shit inside the words. It's really, really dope. Um, and then dope. the other one is right past the Interville train station. And it's this big mural of big pun. Um, and mm. of course, the Puerto Rican flag. So I yeah. love that they are bringing art back to New York. And we've got murals like all over the place now. So it's kind of giving that feel again, like we used to have when we used to have like really good graffiti artists. That's dope. Yo, you, That's dope. you know, what's crazy is um, I, I was I was talking to someone about this the other day was how back in the days, like they used to hate the like the cities and all that they need to hate the graffiti right they did anything they could to get rid of it and that was the good shit and yeah. now businesses are paying people to do murals and yep. and most of the time well i don't say most of the time but half the time it's not even as good as what you no, would have gotten is. you know it was more organic you know what i mean um yeah. so it, it's crazy and also they, they didn't even know what they had yo that's a fact yeah. they never do though they never do 
Also got to shout out these Zamero, one of my favorite shows on Showtime. Love them. Love There's them. no way in the world I can think about the Bronx and not think about love both them. of them because they are just like you, Tosh. They represent the BX. <laughs> man, I love, I love how they blew up, man. Yeah, yeah, I love, yeah, yeah, I love them too. on Showtime. I used to listen to that podcast, man. I mean, I swear to God. I mean, a long time I ago. I love how it took off. I love that, it. Yeah. These motherfuckers really came along yeah they yeah. blew up I, I fucked with them before they were you know on showtime also i heard them on the beating the bodega boys so you yeah, know exactly back i love this for them i, I love it i love tosh it. give them everything where can they get at you where can they follow you where if, if what, what kind of law do you practice give us everything because you're a woman of many, many talents so i practice the law that pays that's first off <laughs> There you go. <laughs> um, no, nah, but predominantly I'm a business attorney. I do a little entertainment law. I'm definitely a tax attorney. You can find me at Lessington underscore law on Instagram. Um, you can find my regular honestly, just go to my regular page. I am snobby, will take you everywhere you need to go to take you to Chicks with Kicks, which is my sneaker page, and to take you to Snobby Fit, which is my wellness page. I really am a runner. I wasn't being funny. Um Marathon, like she, she got medals. You know what I mean? Like Yo, me. it'll take Yo, you to I run, I run marathons too. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. We're all glad that fucking racing is back, but that's another story for another. I'm, I'm training. I'm training for one now. Um, you can find my law page there. Um, you can find what else do I have there? I'm sure there's something. That, oh, Black Girl SOS, Girl with the Y, not with an I, my podcast. I'm available on all of your favorite platforms. Check me out. It is uncandid. The whole concept of the podcast is just Black women unlearning shit that never served them and showing up for us the way we show up for everybody else. Um, definitely follow that page. Tap in. Do a lot of conversations on like Clubhouse and on live. Um, a lot of unfiltered shit. A lot of local politics. Really trying to educate our people about the importance of local politics, the importance of voting, you know, how to pull your vote, just the shit we really need to know if we're trying to move the dial forward. So, so check me out. And I am on Twitter if you're looking for fuck shit at Snobby Girl, because that, that's where I'm doing all my fuck shit content. <laughs> no doubt. Eddie, give them everything, baby. Where can they find you at? All right. Um, on Twitter at EddieD80. I'm on Instagram, Freestyles, and uh, my website, freestyles.com. I, I got a new review out now. Um, so, you know, if, if you watch this, I've talked about my website, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it uh, for, for the new, um, you know, my, my website, Freestyles, it's all about independent artists. You know what I mean? Um, I try to link up with independent artists, you know, uh, post and promote their stuff uh you know sometimes i do reviews sometimes i do videos so the latest is um an album called we owe the world by a philly mc named del p very dope album that actually dropped on juneteenth um basically you talk about up uplifting his city you know talking about the problems of the city and and you know how, how to fix them and how to uplift uplift the people so you know even though it's about philly but it could apply to wherever you at you know what i mean so uh, very dope album. You can check out my review. Um, and yeah, man, I'm going to have more content out. Um, you know, so if you're an independent artist, you know, you think you got something dope, man, hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. You know what I mean? Like when something really speaks to me, like I'm, I'm going to move on it. You know what I mean? So if you got something dope, you know what I mean? And and I'm inspired by it, then I'm going to post it. I'm, I'm going to write about it, you know? So hit me up. 
Penny, accomplished actor. Tell them where they can catch you on some of your movies, what you're working on, where they can see you, everything. Uh, I mean, what can they see me on? Um, I'm sure some movies will come on uh, here and now with Common. I'm in that with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, if they watch Nashville, they see me. <laughs> Uh, you see that? Um, yeah, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. working on my own shit. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll I'll tell you more about it when there's more right. to it. All right, no doubt, no doubt. Well, where can I get at you? Did you give me oh, the penny underscore butter? Right. Twitter. No doubt, That's no it. Doubt. Yeah, geez, one of the dopest MCs walking the planet Earth. Where can they get at you? Where can they buy you out? Hey, yeah, I was so humble, man. I mean, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. You know what um, it is now? This is what I realize is folk we don't do. We don't salute each other. We stop telling people we're proud of each other. Like you graduate college, that's the last time you will hear I I'm proud. Really. And I'm like, well, that's good. That's good. Cause most people, that's one of the things I'm trying to change. I tell grown folk I'm proud of them. They look at me like I'm on crack. I'm like, bro, like you're doing great things. Like if we right. don't support each other, who will? Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I appreciate yeah, you can see that. If, if we don't support each other, if we don't tell each other, but you tell. Like, tell a random person who may not be in your circle, you proud of them. They're going to look at you like, you, like, what? Like, I ain't heard that in years. But I just love to see people winning. Like, I, I don't know anything else, but I just love to see my people winning. So, yeah, let them know where they can get at you, good brother. Oh, man. Uh, Yao G's Music, Y-A-W-G-E-E-Z Music. Uh, that's on Twitter and IG. That's where I did the, mo- the bulk of my... Uh of my social media. I have logged onto a TikTok. I've got one TikTok up there. So uh, you and Kandesi, that's hilarious. And wifey, which which is hilarious. Yeah. Go check that out. Uh there's a new season of rapping with G's. I kind of took uh the template of uh my man Kill here and um been interviewing people on IG Live. There's a season two of uh Rapping with G's coming. We start next week. Uh my first guest will be Deron Powell who was on the show. What's the name of that show, babe? What's the name of that show? Uh the show that was on HBO, huh? He was on Lovecraft. He was a he, he was a he was an he actually was a, a he was casted in Lovecraft about five or six episodes. I went to high school with him, so I'm gonna interview him for, uh, week one, and then we got some other guests coming up later on next month. Oh. Working on music, we got some new joints coming out. Uh, hoping to put out a Hump Day Two project later this year. We'll oh, see. Oh, please do. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're just gonna keep this thing rolling. More, there's more some some more TV stuff coming up as well. I got some things coming up with um with Big Ten. I got some things coming up with CBS uh, and some other things uh, in the, on the horizon as well. So be on the lookout, man. We always working, always working, always. I think my favorite thing of yours is the voice over for God, Sham God. So I think that's my favorite somebody, piece. Somebody just mentioned that to me. Tasha's here too. Somebody just mentioned that to me, to me uh, the other day. Like, yo, I was watching this 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 uh, YouTube clip. I know dudes know me for like ten years, ten years. Who fan, whatever. And he's like, I was watching this YouTube clip, and I'm like, Yo, this voice sounds familiar. He's like, I can't, I can't figure out who it is. And he was like, it sounds like yeah, that ain't yeah. And he's as he's watching, at the end, my name pops up, and he just started bugging out, like, get the fuck out of here. So people, are, it's it, it's just good that I have the content out, and people like can are recognizable, and I'm always thankful that people are able to like you know say what's up and say thank you for, for you know what I mean just be appreciative so I'm always all that shit man all that NBA shit is so fire yeah, man you, you that, that Kobe oh, that, that Mamba sh- man y'all thank, yep. thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you no I mean <laughs> well, you know, listen, you know, listen people, people know how to talk about Kobe man you know what I mean Kobe, Kobe Bean like mm. my boy so 
mm. you know, uh, I try to I try to do things that I uh, mm. that I can identify with that I can kind of like touch. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I did the Knicks piece. I did the, I did the Lakers piece. I, I banged with LeBron. That was dope. That was dope. You know what I mean? So yep. you know, I, I try to do things that are like, pretty genuine. You know what I mean? At least at least the, at least the content we put out ourselves. Now, if you're paying me, hey, I'll do whatever you want. You know what I mean? But I was appreciative of the quality way you handled the HBCUs. You know I'm a rattler, and I take being an HBCU. Yo, that, this, so, very so seriously. I, I, I appreciate that, that, was, that was tough for me, because I always tell people, the one, one thing I've always been envious of, not envious of, but like one of my only regrets in life is not going to an HBCU. Yeah, that's envy. Same shit. And, and when I... When, when I, when I, when I Oh boy, Lord! <laughs> Woo! Sunday gonna be crazy. <laughs> come through Sunday. Hey, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, but I'm sober. I haven't had a drink in like three days, yo. It's gonna be crazy. Kill you come through. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I listen, listen. Like, whatever. But no, but you, did, that, you, you did a great job with it. You did a great. Yeah, obviously, you know, like, I, I love the sham work, but you did a great job with the HBCUs. Thank you. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. Good looking out. So yeah, like I said, more work to come. We, you know, we always yeah. work. We always trying to keep you know, pushing the culture forward. So you know, that's yeah. cool. and that and that back to the basement album, fire. Yo, go listen, fire. man, hey, Eddie. I, I don't think a lot of folks haven't really tapped into the album like they should. Which is fine because Ooh. honestly, it's way different from anything that I've ever put out. Yeah. But this is where, like, back to the basement is actually where, how I started rapping. You know what I mean? That's that's like I wanted to get back into that bag and just like, yo, I can really deliver. You know what I mean? And I think people are not used to that from me, so it's kind of like, oh, just rap. But like, if you dive in, it's some. Oh man. no, that's my own horn. But that's I mean, some, you, don't, you, don't, you don't disappoint. Yeah. You don't you don't disappoint so heavy bar work on out so go tap in if y'all will dope album, yeah. oh wait before we leave i do have to give one more piece of food and honorable mention actually it deserves all the things but it's just no longer with us so r.i.p to sin city but the food in sin city i know y'all came for the ass but baby stay for the wing <laughs> yo listen the food sin, was on another city, level on another sin level food. I think I walked in there. I had a chicken Alfredo, a chicken like chicken garlic Alfredo, something they had in there. And I was Just like, everything. Well, this is outstanding. So they had I mean? a mean lunch special during the week. I mean, just like like top, top tier strip club food. Top. I need y'all after dinner. Top tier. Top tier. Yo, gotta love it. You gotta love it. Y'all already know this would be kill eight eight nine Twitter IG. Me and Vegas got out a new EP, Will Maddox. It's all about his cousin, Ill Will, out of Queensbridge, uh, produced by yours truly. Um, yeah, and that's it. Tosh, I appreciate you chopping it up with us, being a tour guide, making us laugh. Again, get at her kicks, lawyer stuff, and, and but make sure you got that bag. This ain't no free law advice over here. Oh, no, no. TT's expensive, baby. Hey, yeah. yo, not for nothing. I went to I hit that, that go off tangent. I hit Tasha like, yo, I need some advice real quick. She she said, This is your first and last one. Everybody <laughs> gets one. Use the last one. I said no pro bono. Cool. I said, cool. I said, cool. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I get hey, it. There's only one big joke in the deck. You only run that shit once. That's it. That's it. First and last one. I yeah, said, we ain't okay. running this back. All right, y'all. Yeah. Check y'all out next week, y'all.